across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Evening, dear listener. Thank you, Michael, and thank you, Michael. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. This is live. This is not a best of. This is one minute to ten o'clock on Monday night. Lots to talk about. I think we might, um, I think we might have a word about Vaz. I think we might have a word about Vaz, because I, um, I don't think he's done anything massively wrong. He's certainly not done anything illegal. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Beatles. We'll talk about Matt Haig. We'll talk about Bucks County Council ruining mine and my mother's dreams. All of these things after 10 on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end when new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home Just like that, you see. So, <clears throat> oh, I'm all out of a breath. <sighs> Focus. Monday evening, talk radio. It's live. It's not a best of. There'll be a best of on uh, Friday because I'm bunking off to see the bare naked ladies. Deal with it, guys. Deal with it. But tonight is not a best of. Tonight is a live of. Live off. Live off. Um. So, 
0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Look, kind of lots to talk about tonight. We've had a very exciting evening, Catherine and myself, um, in that we went to see um, a special screening of The Beatles live at Shea Stadium, 1965, in front of 56,000 hysterical Beatles fans. And it was awesome. Now, the hardcore purists will be disappointed that um, the original 50-minute feature has been edited down to 30 minutes, but that notwithstanding, it looks and it sounds amazing. Then, after that... Oh, and Giles Martin was there, um, son of uh, George Martin. And everybody on Twitter who asked me who Giles Martin is, I'm assuming you're in the process of deleting your accounts now. Hmm? I'm assuming you are uh, deleting your accounts. Um, and Giles Martin was there, and we went and said hello to him. Then after that, Catherine and I had to dash off to go to a book launch, yeah, um, by the excellent, um, would you say a book launch by? A book launch for? A book launch with? A book launch because? I don't know. I don't know the terminology. Um, the excellent Matt Haig, who's been on this show and will be on this show again for his new book. Was it The Girl Who Saved Christmas, isn't it? Um, and um, we all got gift bags with Christmas crackers and baubles and sweets and a free copy of the book. There we go. And then I made myself do a fanboy thing there and I said, Matt, uh, this is a bit awkward, but would you, would you sign my book for me, please? And he went, of course, of course I will. And he signed it and it was delightful. And um, we got cabs everywhere. Uber! Oh, no! No! But I'm supposed to be bumming black cab drivers. No! Too expensive! Too expensive and um, not as convenient. And I know, and I know, and I listen, black cab drivers, I do use you from time to time, so don't want you all switching off in your droves. But I know... 0844-499-1000, by the way. I know it is uh, uh, fashionable for uh, radio hosts... Oh, black, black cab drivers! Oh, black cab drivers! Oh, black cab drivers! But, um, Uber. And uh, here's the thing, guys. How do I find out my Uber rating? I'm keen to know... It, how I'm rated by the drivers. I can't think of any reason why I would be less than a five. I can't think of any reason why my Uber rating would be anything less than perfect. But I don't know how you find out what it is. I don't think I've ever given... I, I gave one driver a three... Because he, he went to the wrong place to pick us up. So he got three. I gave everyone else a five this evening, apart from the first driver, who was on his phone when we got in the car. He got a four. Um, but otherwise, clean vehicles, uh, friendly attitude, courteous, respectful, four or fives. Easily. Easily. Um, but how do I find out what my rating is, because when it comes up and it says it's Mohammed or Ashfiq, uh, not me being racist, that were their names this evening, um, are going to pick you up. You see their rating. Do they, I'm assuming that they see my rating and they decide, oh, he's a five. Yes, we're going to pick this guy up with glee or uh, it's a three. I don't think so. He's probably going to defecate in the back seat. Um, 
So I'm I'm keen to find out. Is the only way I do it by becoming an Uber driver myself? Is that the only way of finding out what my rating is? There must be a way, and there must be a way of hacking into the rating system just like they did in um uh, movies in the 80s the the boffin kid called eugene would always hack in to um matthew broderick did it in war games would hack into the school records and give himself a's right um so how can i find out what my rating is and if i am anything less than perfect who do i complain to because that is i've literally done nothing wrong in cabs apart from being polite and ru- and, and courteous not being rude so if i were to have less than perfect that means someone is bad mouthing me and that's libel and i'd want to sue i'd want either an apology and my five-star rating restored, or I'd want to sue. It really is that simple, guys. So come on, Uber drivers. Have you got the balls to call in and explain yourselves, you sick deviants? Have you got the guts to phone in and tell me what my rating is and then justify why it's anything other than perfect? Have you? Have you? I bet you bloody haven't. Or have you? Haven't you? Or have you? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh well it's not often um when people call in you get their surname, but we've got Mr Hardy's surname. It's Mr. Hardy. Good evening, Mr. Hardy. Hello, how are you Ian? I'm good, thank you, Mr. Hardy. How are you? Good. What have you got for us, Mr. Hardy? Right, uh your rating is hundred percent your ratings. Sorry? Your rating is hundred. What is, what is? My Uber rating? Yeah. How do you know that? Because uh, I'm psychic. <laughs> right. Um, it's it's out of five. Uh, give you a ten. Sorry. I give you a ten. Do you not? Can I ask you a question, Mister Hardy? Yes. Do you know what Uber is? No. Okay. Okay. Well, I, that I. I kind of picked up that vibe from you, Mr. Hardy. Yes. But you would give me, uh, you would give me ten out of ten? Yes. Okay. What have you done today, Mr. Hardy? Uh, what I've done today, I've been working today in the Combran Green Meadow Community Farm today. Oh, yeah? From, uh, from, uh, like, uh, seven to four. 4.30, then I went home, I had a shower, then I went to work in the premier shop, 6 to 9. Blimey, you've worked a long old uh, day. What's, what happens at the community farm? Oh, for, for what we do, like, um, it's like uh, 10 o'clock we open and uh, Monday's a good day and uh, we like, um, basically it's like, uh, like loads of animals, like sheep, goats, cows. Do you sell foals? Foals, Puppy uh, foals. The baby baby horses. Do you sell them? Yeah, we do sell sell them. How much do you sell them for? Uh, 
basically, I'm in uh, next Monday. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, we got, like, uh, like, uh, rabbits, chickens, guinea pigs, like, uh, when they get babies and uh, we sell them. Here's the thing, Mr. Hardy. What exactly is a guinea pig? I can't work it out. A cat, right, you know, it's a cat, right? And it's related to lions and leopards and tigers, right? A dog, all right, it's a dog and it's related to wolves and stuff. But the yeah. the, the guinea pig, what the hell is that thing? A guinea pig, right. You're like a, like a ham, hamster. Yeah. And then you, like a, like a, a guinea pig, which well, is like a... A similar like a yeah, I know, I know. I've, I've seen a guinea pig, but yeah. but what is it? What is it related to? Is it is it related to the hamster? Yes. Okay, like distant cousins or something. Yes. All right. Now, if you were my Uber driver, yeah, I would give you a rating of um, four. Why four? Well, um, because you talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> But 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 but, uh, but but that but uh, that, that but you're not my Uber driver. You are a caller to talk radio, so I would give you a five. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> out of a hundred. Yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> hey, nice one, man. Uh, we've not we've not spoken before, have we, Mister Hardy? No, no, no. How long no. you been listening to the show for? Uh, yes, Ian. And uh, today I had uh, like a like a notification of you came came on my phone. Oh. Brilliant. All right. Nice one, man. Well, listen, uh, Mr. Hardy, I hope we get to speak again. Ian, Ian, yes. Ian. Yes. Have you ever heard of Heart Radio? Um, Heart 106.2. 105.2. It depends where you are. I'm guessing from your your accent that you're um uh, from Scotland. No, Wales. Okay, sorry. And, um, I'm accent, um, dyslexic, so I can't tell where accents are from. It's actually a disability. Um, so, um, yeah, they have different frequencies. So in London, it's heart 106.2. In Wales, it's heart 105.2. Yeah. And uh, elsewhere, it would be like heart, um, 106, I can't think of, do you know what? I can't think of any other numbers. <laughs> I, can't, I can only think of those two numbers. Isn't that stupid? Basically, it's like, one oh one oh two, and this is hot. One oh five point nine FM. Capital FM. Capital ninety five point eight FM. <laughs> what are the radio and, uh, station numbers are there? I miss the numbers. Um, um, my creed, my creed, two seven five and two eight five. My creed, my creed. BBC Radio One. That's an old <laughs> one. That's an old one. That's when they were on like medium wave. Yeah. You're too young for that, Mr. Hardy, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm I'm twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one, flipping it. You're a boy. You're a boy. You've got the <laughs> You are a boy, man. You've got that and you don't think you are. You think you're all grown up, but you're not. You've got the world ahead of you. What what yeah. where do you right? I'm twenty two years older than you, right? I'm dub over double your age. Yeah. Um where do you want to be when you're my age? Uh, I'd rather be in a in an office studio. <laughs> in an office studio. Yeah. What does that What does that mean? Doing this. 
Yeah. Get out of town. Get out of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, stick, you stick that farm up your jacksey. That's never happening. No. You don't... No, no, Ian, Ian. Hello? Because uh, I got, like, a laptop. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I, like, uh, got, like, a uh, with all, like, songs. What? What is going on now? What are you doing in the background? Playing songs on my laptop. Oh, so, look, well, you want to do a radio show from your laptop? Yeah. All right, I'll let you do that. All right, Mr. Hardy, it's nice to talk to you, man. Hi, uh, because uh, I'm a big fan of Jason Harold and Dragon Woody on Heart not in the morning. I've got a clue who they are. Okay, they sound like losers. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? You're the best. That's, in the world. What, that's what I'm talking about. That is what yeah. I'm talking about, and that's why I'm going to yeah. give you three out of a hundred. Nice <laughs> to talk to you, Mr. Hardy. Yeah, add me on Facebook. No, that's never going to happen. Um, but thank you for calling. What a nice, what a nice young man. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's Talk Radio. We call you back. Speak to you after this. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, lots of you on Twitter explaining how I can get my Uber rating. It sounds very complicated. And it involves me requesting the information and then they email me. That stuff's just not... I just can't just click on it and see what it is. That, to me, is is criminal and is outrageous. I never forget BBC London were doing one of their tedious um, shows they often do from the back of a black cab. Because we support the black cabbies. Well, if you've been spoken to the way uh, Catherine and I were spoken to by a black cab driver at Heathrow Airport, I uh, don't think you'd be so supportive. Get out of my cab. I don't like your attitude. My attitude? You're, you're telling me I don't live where I live. I live there. That's not, you know, it, was, oh, it was uncomfortable, wasn't it? It ended with me banging on his window and giving him that as we got into another cab. It was tense. Get out of my cab. I don't like your attitude. There had been no attitude until uh, <laughs> we got in and he said, oh, there's a limit on the fare. It's called fares fair. I don't think it's that fair. And I said, well, I think it's, it works in our favour, so I think it's quite fair. Yeah, well. And then I told him where I lived, right, and he gave me a price. And then I gave him the address. He said, well, that's not in that town. I went, yeah. It is. No, it's not. I'm somewhere else. I'm no. I... I live there. That's that's my address. Now nah, get out of my cab. Don't like your attitude. Go on, get out. Go on. Banged on the window. And that. <laughs> now, had there been a rating system in black cabs, I would not have done that behaviour. <laughs> oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's been a really weird day, right? It's been a weird day. It has been a day. Of emotional roller coasting, right? And um, I don't want to get too maudlin, but oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Tris, I'll come to you in a minute. But I had um, uh, a really crap morning. Let's talk to Tris first, and I tell you about my crap morning. Evening, Tris. Hip 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 hip. What a night, fella! Eh? We touched the hand that's touched Paul McCartney. And I added him in a tweet, and he tweeted me back. No, did he? He did. What did he, he say? Said, it was a pleasure to. He said, "I'll read it to you." Hang on. He said, "What's his What's his Twitter handle?" I'm going to tweet him now. Pleasure to meet you, Tris. Thank you so much for coming and saying hello. Oh, oh. baby! 
Tris, as your regular listeners will know, is a, a regular caller. He's a repeat offender. And, um, because, because this, this screening of, of the Beatles at Shea was, it's like an industry event. So you kind of, people get invited who write for magazines and present radio shows. So then hopefully they will say nice things about it on the radio and nice things in print. And, it, you know, it's, it's one of the perks of the job. You get to go and see a lot of crap as well. But I, um, thought, that these things are often wasted. A lot of the people, although there seems to be a lot of fans there tonight, but quite often it's people that are there because it's free beer and it's a free film. Um, and I thought this was such a special thing. Wouldn't it be nice if we tried to enhance the atmosphere in the private screening room by bringing on a hardcore fan, such as yourself, Tris? And te- yeah. why, don't you, why don't you tell the boys and girls at home where we sat? We sat front centre. Yep. Second row. No, that's in the front row. Well, second row. Second row. In the center with a proper cinema screen. And, um, (laughs) I was talking to Kath about, oh, we had to shoot off afterwards because we went to book launch. Um, but I was talking to Kath afterwards and she says, all I could hear for the first five minutes was you and Tris going, oh, look at that. Oh, and it, oh, look (laughs) at that. And we were because the picture quality is amazing. It was outstanding. Really outstanding. I want to watch it again. It was only half an hour long. I, yeah, I, 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 I fancy it again. It looked great. Um, it, 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 it was really interesting set list, though. There's only two Paul McCartney lead vocals. No Harrison. No Harrison, no. Uh, it, was, it was the John show, wasn't it? And um, wasn't it interesting about what Joel said about um, go following the sort of taps of the feet and the shakes of the head? Yeah, well, shakes of the arse is, 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 is the thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. what, and what I noticed, because well, I've seen that before, like dodgy bootleg VHS tape from the late 80s, right? But what I noticed in its f- upscaled 4K, did you see how much makeup Ringo had on? Did you see it? His face. Oh, I didn't actually. Oh, mate. Ringo's face was covered in slap, right? But it stopped at his neck. So his neck is all white, but his face, it looks like he's Pakistani or something. It was because <laughs> they used to put a bit of slap on because they're old school, right? And, um, they, uh, uh, I'm going to tweet, it's it's Mashup Martin, is it? Mashup Martin. I'm tweet. I'm I'm tweeting him. He's my friend, mate, you get off. (laughs) (laughs) And then afterwards, and I'm glad we stuck around for a bit, because we had to shoot off, but I'm glad we stuck around afterwards, we're all milling around, and we saw Peter from Peter and Gordon. Um, no one, well, no. Lennon McCartney used to write for people. Yeah. Woman, do you love me? Woman, if you need me, then believe... It, I, I can say without any um, fear of legal recriminations, Peter Asher has consumed more drugs. That tiny wee ginger man we saw today has consumed <laughs> more than than, uh, than than most countries have. Um, but, but Giles Martin strode out, and um, we were both stood there, kind of, you know, like prunes. And um, I don't know what it was, Tris, but the, the the spirit, some spirit possessed us, and we, we it was we both like, come on, let's do this, and we strode over, hands outstretched. Giles, so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for all of your work on Love and the Beatles. <laughs> Loved it. I told him, loved him, didn't I? Well, you you asked a fanboy question. I was about to go, and then you <laughs> steamed in with a question. I'm thinking, oh, Tris is a player. He's playing it. It's never going to happen again in my life, mate. So you know, it's not. What's the worst that could have happened? And he w- wasn't he? And, and you know, this is this is um, this is proper posh upbringing. Wasn't he delighted? You know, I was so surprised. Cause I just was going to in- interrupt the conversation he was having and just say thanks very much and shoot off. But he turned to us. He made us feel he important. Did. He chatted. He smiled. He said, "I've it's forgotten how." 
I'll, I'll rephrase it slightly. I've forgotten how crap help sounded. God, didn't it sound crap? Yeah. Going, no, no, it was great. It was great, Joe. <laughs> we love you. Um, he was so charming. Yeah. So charming. Look at us grinning like children. And it was nice to see you, Tris. Thank you for coming down, man. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for the invite, mate. I really appreciate that. Nice one, man. You got back safely? Yeah, just got back. Groovy. Lovely. Right. Nice one, man. Well, next time yeah, there's man. a Beatles do, we'll invite you along. Yeah, do it, do it. Do you it, are right. official, official Beatles correspondent, although it turns out you hate all of the Beatles except for Paul. I thought that was a bit weird, if I'm honest, Tris. Oh, well. You'll get over it. I'll get over it. Look, see, look, he's changed, hasn't he? Since he met Giles Martin. Thank you, Tris. Nice one, man. Since he, since he met Giles and got a tweet from him... He's always changed, the name. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We call you back. Uh, uh, there's, there's stuff to talk about, but you can call in about anything, right? And I, I, I can't stress that enough. We're sat here and we're talking about the Beatles, and we're going to talk about Vaz in a bit, only for a bit because it's been on all day and it's a little bit tedious. But I, I want to put my two pennies worth in we'll, we'll talk about stuff that's happened today because I had a lousy morning, and you can call in about any of that stuff. Or you can call in about anything you want to call in about. And it can be straight, or it can be light, and it can be stupid, it can be heavy, it can be whatever you want. Literally, um, I mean, there's stuff I'd rather not talk about, but um, it doesn't mean that you can't bring it up in the conversation if you want to. Literally, you can call in about anything, all right? Which is unlike any other the, the, the phone-in show on the radio anywhere in the world. There is no agenda. Okay, I will sit here and I will talk about stuff, chip in on that, or if you've got something you want to talk in, or you just want to phone up and make a fart noise down the phone. Literally, guys, you can call in about anything. 0844 499 1000 is the phone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, let's go to Toby. Good evening, Toby. Toby? Toby, can you hear me? Can you feel me near you? Toby, can you see me? Can I help to hear you? Toby, 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 can you hear me? Can you feel me near you? Toby, can you see me? Can I help to cheer you? Oh, Toby, Toby. Toby, 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 Toby. I don't think Toby's there. Rob! Toby. Rob! Toby. Rob! Toby. Rob! Toby. I keep getting little pimples on my arms, right? On, on your where? My arms. Oh, okay. Is that gonna. Am I dying? Don't think so. You could be getting better. Having, have you bought a new coat or anything that's pulling the air out your arms? Have I? Say, do you realise how ridiculous that sentence is? No, that's true. Have you bought a new coat or something that's ripping the hair out of your arms? Yeah. That that doesn't make any. That's never happened at any point ever. Right. You put that as a phone in, so we'll call it. Because if you get like certain coats. They like pull your hair out your arm. 
What, what coat? Sorry, I'm selling some <laughs> copies of the Unexplained magazines. I bought, just listen, let me tell you my latest eBay buy, right? So I bought the first, I think five or eight, I think I bought the first five binders full of the Unexplained for 20 quid, right? Postage cost 25 quid. I got the whole deal for 20 quid, a bargain, right? And then some young gentleman called Agfa, um, like the videotape on Twitter, pointed me in the direction of an eBay thing that was ending at 10 o'clock this evening, right? And it was all of the Unexplained issues at the moment at that time it was two pounds 20 right i retweeted it thought better of it deleted my retweet i snuck in with a sneaky bid i won the entire uh unexplained four pounds 80 four pounds 80 it's collect it's in croydon i'll pick it up on the way on the way over to the show one night and then agfa says if you want to sell your others to me let me know i'm making a profit out of this rob toby Hang on a minute. Say that again. Toby. I'm here. Hiya, mate. You're right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I, there was some there was some kind of blunder, some terrible blunder with the phones. Who do you want to talk to first, Ian? This is the game we play. I called in to talk about Keith Vaz. What did you talk want to talk about, fella? Peace Dragon. I mean, I don't know if Vaz has paid, you know, the Dragon off for any kind of services. We don't know about that yet. Do, yeah, yeah, all... Guys, guys, tread carefully. It's, tread carefully, it's please. Alleged. Tread, it's no, alleged. No, 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 guys, tread carefully. Come on now. Come on now. I think that was relatively careful. Well, it was a little bit, but then you mentioned the Dragon. Now, I know I'm rooting around my bag for my hard drive, and I don't think I've got it. <laughs> um... Uh, and I know you meant Pete's dragon, but just when you're talking about, you know, just your dragon has connotations. So just, just oh, you think it went down down the the, the drug house? I felt uh, maybe I'm I, maybe I'm being hyper cautious, but I think come one on, has Toby. to be. I think someone has to be hyper cautious when, uh, yeah, Toby, come on, Toby, come hey, on, Toby. Now, come on. I was I was literally talking about the uh, the Disney Studios remake of Pete's Dragon. I was going to go the... and see that the other day, but it looked I mean it looked rubbish. Is well, it is it any good? Well, I I, I was going to I was going to call I can't remember how old your children are, but I took a 4-year-old daughter to see it on Saturday. And uh, I thought in a in a public service way, I should say that it starts off with an incredibly yeah. harrowing Mild car peril. crash. Yeah, the, his parents die in a car crash quite early on. Yeah, they sh- yeah, 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 they show you the car crash. Hey, <laughs> and hey. So what follows then is 90 minutes of, uh, of kind of Stranger Things twinkling sunlight and your child saying, but when does the mummy come back? Uh, yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens. It's an hour and a half of a child saying, but the, the daddy's all right. I'm glad I opted to go and see the BFG instead of Pete's Dragon. How was the BFG? Uh, it's, all, it's all right. The kid, there's a fart scene in it, so the kids love that. I, well, there isn't a book. It takes up a lot of the book. Yeah, I, just read it. I yeah. don't think the thing is not a lot happens in the story, nor in the book. No, it's it's. I I, I think it's a bit of a weak. Um, it, it, I, I, I think Roald Dahl needs a reevaluation because a it's lot. Not of what story- I remembered. I think it works chapter by chapter. Right. But but when you see but the story is it's like you know we have a problem. We'll see the Queen. It's all sorted. Is what the book is. I haven't seen the film. Yeah. But that seems to be, that, that's the thing. But, you know, yeah, I, but Roald Dahl, he's, his most family's being at his most cruel. Yeah, and we like a bit of cruelty in our kids' story. We said we went to see Matt Haig um, this evening, the launch of his um, new book, The Girl Who Saved Christmas. Now, the first one, the, the boy, what was it, the boy who, who, who what? 
You need I, to mouth. Hang on a minute. Come, Catherine needs to mouth. Because uh, Ooh, the boy who did whatever, boy called Christmas, that was it. Um, that's a dark book, man. There's there's some funny bits in it, but there's also some, you know, there's some pretty harrowing um, people getting killed and horrible things, you know, and, and <laughs> wicked punishments. And that, but kids like that. Kids like being scared. I do. do you know what? The, the bleakest thing I've seen tonight, though, was when I was I was staring at the DAB scrolling line yes. for uh, talk radio. And it says it's the home of Paul Ross. I felt sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rob liked that one, didn't he? <laughs> I just uh, it made me. It's quite an image. Um, full set breakfast. <laughs> Not as full set as Keith's Vaz did the, the, the breakfast. Uh, you wanted to talk about Keith Vaz, did you, Rob? Yes. Well, I know I can trust you to um, tread the fine line. Well. This is the thing, right? I know you're saying he's not done anything wrong. And fair enough, what he does in his private life is totally fine. Yeah. But it's out there. Yeah. And you know, like, we've all worked with someone who's maybe hypothetically had a problem, whether it's been they like partying too much or whatever. Yes. So he's going to come into the Commons one day. Yeah. Look a bit tired, maybe. He might be poorly. And everyone's going to be like, he's been selling washing machines. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not just washing machines, Rob. Big washing machines. <laughs> Enormous wash. All right, Jim. Uh, you'd be calling him Jim from now on, wouldn't you? Jim Vaz. <laughs> Thing is, right, I don't like Keith Vaz. I think he's a slimy little so-and-so. And I know um, uh, the, a friend, a female friend of mine interviewed him. And um, he was just a little bit slimy. Nothing illegal, nothing you could put your finger on. He was just a little bit, oh, that's a nice perfume. What perfume are you wearing? That smells delicious. Let me smell and put his nose up and sniffed her neck and stuff. And, um, uh, he famously blocked me on Twitter because I, um, when uh, it became apparent that Lord Janna was a paedophile, um, uh, and Keith Vaz, of course, you know, supported him a lot. I asked him on Twitter about Lord Janna and he blocked me. Um, I, so I don't, I don't like the bloke. Uh, I think he's thoroughly unpleasant and slimy and a self-publicist. I think but if he had any self-decency, his, his little, he should have to make his dicky bow spin round and his collar spring up, you know, when he's being all steamy. Then it, he could let you know that he's being a bit dirty. Do those, I, do those um, rotating dicky bows actually exist? Yeah, definitely. Where? Where? Because this is what I would do. This is how I would um, take over the world. One of the ways, one of the tools I would employ to take over the world, I'd make the rotating dicky bows, but I'd give them razor sharp edges, right? Yeah, Frank Butcher had one when he was having sex with Fat Pat. I would would make them with, yeah, and it would slice, slit everybody's neck. Because to be honest, if you're going to wear a rotating dicky bow, then you're a bit of a bell, right? You probably deserve to die. Quite painfully. Or a child's magician. Or a child's magician, yeah. Both both parties, both of those groups need to die quite painfully and in quite a bloody way. So, uh, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think you mean that. I don't think you mean it at all. Do you not, do you not, do you not think I mean that, Toby? The child's you... magician? Yes. He, he, he's angry at the world tonight, Toby. He wants to kill everyone. Uh, <laughs> he's invited a magician round. The, the kids are all entertained. You know, he's done a particularly good trick. He's going to show it. He's going to celebrate it by twirling the old bow tie. Heads off. Should, the, the, twi- the thing is, right, you can't do... I've discovered this. There is no point in doing magic for kids because they don't understand the laws of physics. So they won't explain... They don't understand why a coin being behind their ear is amazing. It's like, oh, right, yeah, okay. You know, they believe in flipping... Mo- they think there are monsters in their wardrobe, for crying out loud. 
that's the real magic. But if you go, if you're starting off with coin behind ear, no, no one's impressed by that. That's yeah. like doing the thumb break in half, you know, hand trick. That is quite clever. Oh yeah, I'm doing it now. Uh, here's um, uh, Thomas texted in. Don't feel sad about talk radio being the home of Paul Ross because it means he doesn't have to sleep in his car anymore. Oh come on, guys, that's harsh. He, he that did under a desk now, right? That did you is... hear this morning? No, I don't listen. Paul opened up on his own um, press scandal. He opened up? Yeah. I don't know if you know, there was a story about Paul years ago. I can't remember the exact details. Oh, God. But there was something on the papers, and it involved Paul hugging his wife, saying, I'm sorry. I don't remember the full details. Okay, and he talked about that today, did he? He did, in relation to the key fuzz. Very brave of him, very brave of him. I sent him an email when um, that story broke. And saying, "Chin up, fella. You'll you'll get you'll be all right. You'll get through this." He didn't reply. That's his. That maybe he didn't get it. But um, you know, I, the thing is, right with Vaz, right? I don't think he's yeah. done anything wrong. He's, he's certainly not done, done done anything illegal. Poppers illegal. You can buy poppers for a fiver in any sex shop. Wow, poppers. Sorry. What are poppers? They are, um, okay. I mean, all night. Is it like those things you had as a kid? You pull them and they stream out like... No, it's it's a drug that, um, loosens... Here we go, guys. Here we go. We're going to speak... Okay. It's a drug that loosens the sphincter and, um, it it kind of... It it creates a euphoric buzz for a few seconds. Could that be used as a laxative, then? Sorry? (laughs) 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 Go to the doctor's doctors. I've not been to the toilet for a week. Right, I'm just going to prescribe you some liquid gold. And what I want you to do is, um, uh, Cass typing on the screen. He's on a select committee that decides prostitution legislation. Well, then he's better judged to talk about it than anybody else, isn't he? He's experienced it hands on, literally. <laughs> honestly, I, I, honestly, and I'm not saying this to be obtuse, right? Um, I don't think he's done anything wrong. He's got kids. And yeah. he's got a wife. That's a separate issue, right? But that's a private issue. That's a private so issue. Are you, are you debating whether or not he should lose his job? Sorry? You're debating whether or not he should lose his job. Who is? You are. What? Is that what I'm saying? Is that what you're saying? Is that the moral issue? So it's only based on whether you break the law. No, there's no... I'm not, I've not mentioned him losing his job. Of course he shouldn't lose his job, but that's not what I was talking about. But hypothetically... Right. <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> if you're given an accommodation as part of your... Job. Yeah, you invite your friends round for a party. And you're you're using it to film, like, Scissor Sisters videos at night. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that an abuse of... I think he did it in a different flat, didn't he? I'm not totally sure on the ins and outs, pun intended. (laughs) Um, He's employing... He's he's creating work for some young men who otherwise <laughs> could who knows what who knows what those guys Allegedly. will be up to who knows what those guys isn't they're paying their, their ni in uh, in all their contributions oh i'm sure it's all it's all through the books <laughs> it's all through the books. but now listen now keith vaz has become <laughs> yeah. he, he's become a smutty joke and we got we you know we're kind of doing a bit of a ooh, keith vaz. you know honestly right i don't think he has done anything wrong certainly not worth losing his job about he's done nothing illegal um i i, I think he's a slimy little git but that's separate to but this. what guarantee did he offer on those okay. washing machines? I don't even know if he offered any guarantee at all. Well, you know. Yeah. So, Ian? Yes, Rob? If he stands again, are you going to get behind him? You see, and this is what, this is what we're dealing with, right? 
I, and I don't want to do the whole show about Keith Vaz, but it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's been on the radio a lot today, and I kind of, I was listening to um, James O'Brien, and, and, who I normally agree with, and I think he was wrong today, because he was kind of having a pop at Vaz. Um, and it, 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 it just made me think, I don't like the bloke, Vaz, I'm talking about you, not O'Brien. I don't like the bloke. He came on to our radio show a couple of times, and I thought he was just, just a, a bit slimy and a bit evasive. And the, the incident I recounted with a friend of mine, and the fact that he blocked me because I asked him about Janna, and all of the support of Janna. So I don't like him, right? I don't trust him. But that's irrelevant in this issue. Bloke invited some lads around to his house, paid them for some sex, and did a, a drug that's legal. I don't condone, you know, I don't condone drugs and all of that stuff. But, 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 but did stuff... It, it, Really? And now he's become a laughing stock. You heard there. You know, the front page of the papers. Um, I'd even go as far as to say I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. Really? Because what he's been, you know, what he's alleged to have done, it's not, it's, it's not that. Some people on Twitter are talking about that he allegedly offered to give money so that the, the gentleman could buy cocaine, but he wasn't going to take any. But he, that didn't happen that didn't happen anyway, you know, I mean, he said it, but the purchasement, the procurement of the Class A didn't happen. So, um, really, it's a bit seedy and it's a bit mucky and it's a bit, you know, but I heard the story and, and, and read it with, with um, great excitement and afterwards like, oh, is that it? Oh, okay. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Leslie, you'll be next. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, evening. Let me give you two ways you can um, listen to this show. Let me give you two ways. What can I say? Ah. You can watch uh, weeknights between 10 and 1 on Periscope if you go to periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Um, or you can ah, you can download the uh, app on your smartphone. You search for the Talk Radio app and uh, you can listen there. Remind me, I've got a film for Film Ring, right? And I want to talk about it next Monday, so you've got a week. But um, is, this is going to be a weird Film Ring because I'm going to suggest that not everybody watch this film. Because it's really, really grim, okay. And I, I, I think um, after remind me after eleven, and I'll talk about it. Um, but I'm going to put out a lot of warnings about this film because um, it's grim, man. It is grim. It's, it's brilliant. It's an amazing story, but it's grim, and uh, uh, certainly not for younger people. And if you are, um, I was going to say easily upset but actually it's not not even easily i mean i was in tears at it and there was there was one scene which I, we, we've got the filmmakers coming on next monday and there was one scene in it where um i don't think it needed to be in there i i think i i, I think it could have been gotten around by people talking instead of some of the images that they used and um you know i'm going to speak to the directors about that and ask them why they you know how difficult it was for them to put that scene in remind me after 11 and i'll tell you what the film is you've got a week to watch it but you don't have to watch it there you know this is this is kind of um 
optional homework as opposed to the normal filming where it's compulsory this is optional and um you, you some of you might struggle yes that's the scene tim on, on periscope that's the scene i didn't think that needed necessarily to be in there i'll tell you after 11 leslie good evening ian good in e- jamaican terms good night Ooh, thanks for calling bye-bye <coughs> anyway oh no good Hello. well good night good night Le- but no but hang on don't you say good night uh, in Jamaica, not... yeah. Well, and in England, we say in England as well. Um, but you you say that at the end, don't you? Good night. No, we say it like how you say some um, good evening in this country. That's in Jamaica, stupid. we just say good. Well, Jamaica's night. stupid then. No, Jamaican is good. Jamaican is stupid. Anyway, yes. I'm um, what the phone for, right? I'm watching... I bet you. I bet you end a conversation like uh, 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 if you um, you're leaving someone at ten o'clock in the morning, and you're walking yeah. away. Would you walk away by going good morning and then walk off? Ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. No, you say good morning. But but at the end of a conversation, you'd say good morning. At the end of a conversation, huh? it all depends what time it is. Ten o'clock in the morning. Well, you say good morning. At the end of that conversation, you'd say good morning. Yeah. No, good morning is is a conversation opener. So good morning is hello, and good night is goodbye. No, because yeah. the morning is good. It doesn't matter whether it started or ended. It's still good. Well, it, yeah, it's good, but but it doesn't. It does matter whether it started or ended, because you, you would start the conversation with. Good morning, Leslie. It, well, uh, nice well, to see it's you. A greetings, ain't it? It's Didn't a know you were staying I over. By saying good, good, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Leslie. Did you sleep well on my sofa? I wouldn't sleep on your sofa. I've got my own. Okay, well, it's odd that you brought your sofa to my house to stay. <laughs> but and then when you were packing up your sofa in the back of your van and you were going, I'd say you. I would say goodbye, Leslie, and you'd go good morning, Ian. That's just nuts, man. That doesn't make any sense at all. It does, because it's a good morning. It's not a bad one. It's been a lousy morning. You've, I've been wanting you to leave my house for the last three hours, <laughs> and you just kept eating and making conversation. Why not? Free? Free? My valuable yeah. time in my precious house. You scared my children. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. You, you won't know you were going to break down. Anyway, um, Leslie, what have you called in for this evening? Yeah, well, what it is, I mean... Good I'm night! I'm in Dunstable at the moment, working. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, a, man, because it's a, a dump there. Dumpstable. In a haunted, um, ex-school. In a what? Oh, right. Haunted. Haunted? Ex-school. A haunted? Here we go, yeah, suddenly. Massive, massive, um, Victorian building. A haunted ex-school. In the I Street. School in the I Street. This. Yeah. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Tell me, tell me, and, um, have you, um, um, touched any spirits? Have you seen, it, seen any ghoulies? No, not, it's not midnight as yet. Okay. Anyway, you don't believe in that stuff anyway. We, we, we talked about I, it. I think I'm starting to believe in that stuff, Leslie. Do you? Yeah, I'm, oh. sta- I'm, starting to, I'm starting to open my mind oh, it's good. to the possibility. We're going to be doing the show from a haunted pub in October. Oh. Yeah, in Halloween we're going to go to a haunted pub. Oh. Oh. You're invited, anyway, but it's miles away. Anyway, yes, back. Anyway, well, what I want to talk about, um, I'm, I'm watching a movie, you know, Oliver Twist. <laughs> Your conversation is like trying to follow um, a pinball around the pinball table. It's all <laughs> over the shop. Yeah. Oliver Twist, right? Yeah. That's what I, 
calling about. Now, Oliver Twist, Dunstable mentioned in the movie Oliver Twist with Mark Lester, yeah? And Jack Wild. Is it? Right? Yeah, well, they, well, Oliver Twist was in a work, a workhouse in Dunstable, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah? I want to know. Yes. So, if it's that so... I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to know what love is. Leslie, hold me. Yes. <laughs> I want to know why... Why didn't this attract tourists like... Huh? Like the Loch Ness Monster address... And that um, famous detective the in fact the that Dunstable is mentioned in the Oliver Twist movie. Yes. Yeah. Why didn't that attract tourists? Tourism. Yeah. But what, what, what does he? I've not seen the Oliver Twist movie. What do, what exactly does he say? No. Um. Someone says that he he was in um in a in a workhouse in Dunstable and he escaped to London. Right. But why would people go just because it's mentioned in a film? Because Oliver Twist story is a, is a great story, just like the Loch Ness Monster addressed in Scotland, isn't it? it I, I heard, I heard, I heard the Loch Ness Monster addressed in Scotland attract a hell of a lot of tourism, from especially from America. So hang on a minute. You're saying that because some people think there is a monster by in, in what is a beautiful, beautiful lake in Scotland. Yes. Um, the, the, the people go and see that, obviously. And because some kid mentioned Dunstable in a film that's 60 years old, um, that people should go to Dunstable. But they don't even, the film isn't even in Dunstable, is it? No, it's, oh, it's, it's based in London. Right, so why would they go to Dunstable? Because Oliver Twist is a famous story. My, 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 my fist smashing not. you in the face is going to be a famous story in a minute. This is, you're, talk, you're talking nonsense. No, I'm not talking nonsense. It's a famous story, Oliver Twist. It's known and read all over the world, in the books, but it doesn't really even mention in Dunstable. Why is that? All right, um, uh, Leslie, then now is your time. Um, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Hang on a minute, let me get the music. And you are going to sell Dunstable as a tourist attraction to rival the Loch Ness Monster. Are you ready? Go ahead. Your time starts now. Oh, no, hang on a minute. Your time starts now. The, the local authority of Dunstable, they should promote Oliver Twist so that tourists... No, 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 no. Forget the local... Forget the, the, the Dunstable local authority. This is your job, Right. Your job. You have now got 30 seconds of national airtime. This is literally being heard by 6,500 people, right? <laughs> this is your chance to, to right the wrongs from Dunstable okay. Council, okay? So you're going to sell it. Here we go, now. Okay. People should come to Dunstable to, um, to see where Oliver Twist lived in the, in the 18th century and they should endure the life of Oliver Twist. Hang on. Is that it? 
so part of the tourist attraction would be they would endure the life of Oliver Twist. Yeah. Flipping heck. It, to, to be honest, I worked in Dusville for a year and it does feel like that. Please, sir, can I have some less? Pablo, you'll be up after the uh, news. We'll also tell you um, what your film ring homework is, but I will present it with lots of caveats. Um, now's an excellent time to uh, to call in 0844-499-1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Ah, dear. An hour down, two more hours to go. That, <clears throat> excuse me, that flew by. Um, Pablo's going to be up first. You can join him if you want. Now's an excellent time to call 0844 499 1000. We call you back. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club. Dedicated to the one I love I've been cursed by your wicked kiss Once felt it's forever missed Forever missed I'm a member of the Haters Club And I'm hating every minute of Me without you, you without me Give me some Give me some of that misery That misery state of bliss Indulging in such hatefulness So, 
film ring. Um, and we're not going to make any... We'll, we'll do this on the radio, because this isn't a live film ring that people can come to, right? And film ring is where um, I give you a film that you have to watch. You get about a week to watch it. And then uh, we discuss it on air and we try and get someone involved with the film to come on and um talk about it and and they're generally very happy to um take your questions and your calls now i was um i've had loads of films suggested to me some have seen some i haven't seen and we're only going to do film ring when i'm sat there watching a film and going flipping heck if i'm sat watching a film and it makes me on my own go flipping heck or sends uh, shivers up my spine, then that's a, that's that to me is 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 the test. It's nothing scientific, uh, but that's kind of the test. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, if you want to call in, and I had this yesterday. When uh, was it yesterday? I was watching it. Or was it the day before? I'm so I'm so lost in days. It was yesterday because Saturday I was in Birmingham to see the Glitter Band. Huh? And so it was yesterday. And it was that thing of flicking through Netflix. It's on Netflix. And um, they, they put up a load of new stuff. And I always go on IMDb and, and, and kind of look. And I came across one film, documentary, called Who Took Johnny? Right? And um saw it on IMDb. And it had, it had a really good rating, seven point something. If it's over, if it's 6.6 or over, I'm, I'm generally in. And um, And I watched it. And I watched it expecting one film, and I got something completely different. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but here is why. Uh, well, the basic premise is, it's a documentary about um, um, uh, a woman whose name completely escapes me, a mum, whose son goes missing, I think in 1982, 1983, and she is convinced he's been kidnapped, right? And she now goes and offers counsel to um other families whose kids have gone missing and it's really important for her that she believes her son johnny gosh has been kidnapped right now now um there are so many twists and so many turns in this film right and i can't really say any more without giving it away I will say something, right? Um, there is quite... There is graphic description of child abuse in there, right? And there are... Um, and this is the scene that I've got a problem with. There are some images in there that um, I watched it and it was like... wasn't expecting that they're integral to the story right and it's it i may have made the images sound worse than they are but now i may have demeaned oh it's a tough one to talk about here's the caveat if you are um um i'm really trying to phrase this carefully possibly if you are a victim of abuse or if you find um that subject matter particularly upsetting who doesn't? I know. Well, some people don't. But um, steer clear of the film. Steer clear of the film would be my suggestion. I think you'll still be able to enjoy the conversation that we're going to have next Monday with the directors of the of the movie. Um, but I will also understand, and you don't get people saying this on the radio, I'll also understand if next Monday, for the first hour of the show, if you choose not to listen, because we will be talking about the film. 
and we'll be talking about this scene. We'll be. It is. I want. I need you to see it, Kath, because I need to talk to someone about it and it, we'll try and get our head around how we're going to do it. You, you watch it this week. It's on Netflix. It's called Who Took Johnny. Uh, look, I can feel my chest tightening as I'm talking about it because it is. Um, it's such an incredible story. I mean, incredible. It's really heavy. It's really dry. And I know we did um, the film about another missing guy, another missing young boy, um, the Frederick Bourdain film, and I can't remember, The, the Imposter. The Imposter. Um, pure coincidence that the, the, the film after that is, it, it follows a similar theme. There were laughs in The Imposter, you know, partly because of the character, partly because of the, the private detective. I don't think there are any laughs in Who Took Johnny? Which makes it hard work. I, pro- I promise I'll try and find a film that's that's lighter for the next one, I promise. And I know we started off with Kung Fu Elliot. But, um... It's on Netflix. I won't be offended if you don't want to watch it. I won't be offended if halfway through it you bail out and say, nah, don't need to see this. Um... But I'm really keen to talk about it, and I'm having to bite my tongue because pretty much anything else I say is going to be a spoiler for you. And there are so many twists and turns in in in, in this incredible story. Um, so, with that in mind, uh, it's on Netflix. Who took Johnny? We're going to do it next Monday. Next Monday at ten, we've got the the the, the directors and producers of the film are going to be on the line from New York City. New York City. And um, one more one more thing that's important, actually, and then we'll get Kieran and Pablo. I can see Tony calling in. Um, the reason why I think it's worth watching is, and I, I really weighed... I, I, I said it would be a film ring film before I finished watching it, and at the end I was like, oh, have I made the right call? Um, it's a really, really important story. It's a really important story. And I don't think it's in any way exploitative or any way um, disrespectful to the victims of child abuse. I think that what it is is um, kind of building towards is actually an incredibly important thing and really relevant, actually, to some of the news stories we've had recently in this country. OK? OK? So, that's your homework. Have a think about it. Let me know if you don't fancy watching it. Let me know if you do watch it and what you think about it. But we'll talk about it in more detail next Monday, 10 o'clock. First hour of Monday's show. Tomorrow's show couldn't be any more different. We've got, we've got Ron Dante. Who he? The lead singer of the Archies. It's Archie from the Archies. Honey, honey, sugar, sugar. He's coming on. Produced the first nine Barry Manilow albums. Who else we got coming up? We've got Weird Al Yankovic. It's a hard C at the end. We've got um, Hunter Davis. We've got Mark Lewison, who also wrote a brilliant Beatles book. Both of those gentlemen wrote, wrote Beatles books. Um, we ha- Who else have we got, Kath? We've got Low P.P. Arnold's coming on. Um, 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 who are we doing a freeway with someone? Oh, I don't know. Loads of people. We've got some cracking guests coming up. Right. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Pablo, Kieran, Tony. In that order. After this, late night. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's crack on with some calls. Pablo. Hip 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 hip. 
How do? Hey! I've had a lousy day, Pablo. A lousy day. Um, but a cracking evening. With the worst start to the... To, oh, what a terrible day. It's a terrible day. Wait, as long as you get to bed with a smile, that's the main thing. Yeah, exactly! Cheeky! Hey, hey. Hey, hey, well, hey. I was in the middle of uh, booking tickets to Dunstable, but I think I'm going to um, watch this uh, Hoot of Johnny instead. Uh, booking tickets for what in Dunstable? Oh, to go and uh, see the tourist attraction at Dunstable. <laughs> Leslie sold it well, didn't he? Didn't he? I'm a Dickens completist. Any reference to any place in Dickens, I've got to go to it because they fake a compulsion. You love Mike's Dickens. Oh. Uh, oh, I um, don't think I've ever read Dickens. I don't... Here's the thing, right? I don't like old books. And by... No, no Catherine, I'm not doing this as a thing. Catherine pulled her face like... You said... I don't like books from the olden days. I, I certainly don't like Jane Austen. Jane Austen and right. Thomas Hardy. B-b-boring, man. Well, I, find, I, I very much like uh, to find my uh, monsters or, or horror in, in my fiction. So I've like, read Frankenstein and Dracula, but it, Frankenstein, I found it was very much just a lot of yeah. letters and a lot of writing. You know, it, that's it, that's it, what it, books it are, Pablo. Really... That's, that's what books generally are. No, no, no. But they were like singular letters rather than like a strict narrative. It was just right. kind of like you were reading somebody's diary. Oh. And, and I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting that. Uh, I yeah. don't think... I'm reading... Um, I was reading a book about John Lennon in America, and it's quite unpleasant, so I've put that down, and I've started... Oh, oh, Scroobius Pip is coming on. I've started the Scroobius Pip book, and, um, it's... Is it the, um, the graphic novel, or his proper book? It's his proper book. It's basically, it's, it's it's excerpts of interviews from his podcast, and he's he's written bits around it and stuff like that, and, um, he's going to come on this show when I've finished reading the book. Um, but I think after this... I don't think I'm ever going to read another book again. And let me tell you why. I um, have been following Daft Limmy on Twitter. And he has been posting lots of videos of him playing Grand Theft Auto V. And for some reason, I I was in bed last night for an hour. And I had to be up early this morning. I bed for an hour watching Limmy play, do a, try and do a heist on Grand Theft Auto, right? And I couldn't stop laughing, and I became in- entranced by it. So I've it's had. Superb, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's so brilliant. funny! Did you see him trying to make a movie the other day? Uh, well, I saw him getting. I don't know how long it went on with just trying to get to the point of making a movie. There was a lot of going in the wrong menus and coming back out of it, and that that was most of the joy just with uh, Scottish expletives. And is uh, anyway. it's just him? Limmy is a brilliant comedian. He's been on this show, and I do urge you to follow him at Daft Limmy. They were talking about me as well last night. I didn't know I was watching, but I heard them talking about me. And um, someone mentioned the show, and someone said, "Oh, I, I think he's a bit of a, an idiot." And Limmy said, "Oh, well, Ian Lee was very polite to me when I was on his show." Um, which is nice. Um, but, uh, it's, it's hilarious. But I've had Grand Theft Auto since it came out, and I've, I've not played this one, because I didn't like 4. Grand Theft Auto 4, I hated, because you kept getting phone calls from, like, your mates and stuff, and you had to keep going and meeting your mates, and I hated all that. So I've had Grand Theft Auto 5 for, I don't know, a couple of years it's been out. But I've been inspired by Limmy to install it. That took ages. To update it, that took a whole night. H, not H. That's what he was talking about last night. He was having an argument with a fella. Some fella said H. A Scottish fella said H. He went, I won't do the accent. What the effing hell are you talking? H. You're Scottish, man. You should be saying H. And they had this massive argument. It was the funniest thing <laughs> but um so now grand theft auto 5 is now installed 
on my Xbox, and it looks delicious. It looks well, I, delicious. I did. I had it on my previous system. I've, I've since upgraded the PS4, and I haven't got the. It was one of those kind of things. Like, is it worth rebuying the game? But uh, potentially for the online aspect, probably. I um. Here's the thing, right? I want because I've got it on Xbox. So I can't go and play it, but I do want to. Um, can I? I can set up a gang, can I, in Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, I mean you can do it. it, it one of the one of the issues that generally happens with any kind of online thing, as you no doubt know yourself, is that it, you soon just again end up with like tirades from eight year old Americans yeah. using like inappropriate racial and well, they use the N the American kids online, flipping it. They throw the N word around, don't they? It's the N's and the F's. Yeah, jeez. And the CS's and... Uh, all right, yeah, yeah, it's all the swears, it's yeah, all the swears, yeah. yeah. You, you can think but I want to start my own gang, and I want to be the leader of a gang. Steady. Um, I've got a, I've got a code to um, download a million dollars, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to work up... I want to I want to earn my money. Yeah, they use codes and all that as well. They, they, like, they, whenever they redo it, they often try and get out the people. So you'll, you, you might end up in, like, the... Um, was it the cheaters section? They've got, like, oh. different... Um, well, I forget the servers, different servers. So they've got like cheaters servers, so people who who are quite nasty and beat people up. Or oh, you know, I want to go and meet those guys. Or... I want to go and try and um, preach the Bible to those guys. Oh yeah. So, well, anyway, the, the main reason I was I was calling. Oh yeah. Um, obviously, without mentioning specifics. Um, but for, for my podcast, I've, I've potentially secured two interviews, upcoming interviews with uh, quasi celebrity types. Oh yeah, go on. You do a um, podcast about um, what food you should eat whilst you're watching films. Is that right? Yes. What, uh, what's it called? To watch film, uh, food to watch films by food dot com. To watch films yeah. by dot com. Okay, I haven't it's listened, and I will. I will get round to listen to it one day, but I, I, I don't do anything. But I will. Food to watch films by dot com. All right. Well, mm. What celebrities have you got on there? Well, I've got um, from a recent film that uh, it's not out yet, but from a film that I've uh, reviewed for the next episode, um, I reached out on Twitter, and I've got the um, the main guy from that film who's you know not giving anything away, but he's a tour de force. Is it, um, is it a porno? No, no, it's a uh, chocolate strawberry vanilla. It's an Australian oh. kind of horror-ish film, but it's uh, it's essentially it's essentially a, a story about loneliness. But it's uh, you know it's, it's, it's good. Um, there, go, there goes my okay. review. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but him and a voiceover artist from a horror podcast that Beautiful. I, I listen to. Uh, the Beautiful podcast. So um, it was just basically um, I've listened to a few of your interviews and I, 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 I do like them historically as well as currently. Yes. Uh, more so currently, I will say. Not uh, all right, mate. Can you get your tongue out of there? I find it <laughs> difficult to sit down. Jeez. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, no, but it was just uh, to pick your brains uh, um, for how to potentially format an interview so it's pleasurable that people listen to it rather than the people well, taking part. the way I do it is I just chat. I just chat. And if I'm interested, then I, I like to think that, that people that listen to my show will be interested. Quite often we get guests on and people go, oh... Flipping it, what you got them on for? But then, invariably, those people will then get back in touch and say, oh, actually, it turns out it was really interesting. You know, we get some pretty obscure people on this show, but they're people that have, that have somehow touched me and mean something to me, and I know that they've got an interesting story, and it's just, um, it's just chatting and, um, and being relaxed and, you know, you know, maybe having a few pointers jotted down of things that you know you want them to talk about, but also just seeing where the conversation goes. And also, if they're giving a boring answer, right, 
this and this is a tough one it's easier to do on the phone it's tough to do when they're in the room right well, actually well in the room you can sort of hold your hand up but if they're giving a boring answer don't say that's boring man um but just say okay I, i'm going to interrupt because i just want to move on to this you know i just want to move on to this you see you've got to listen you've got to listen and pay attention yeah and that's it that's it cool beans and also i suppose on a technical note can you do conference calls on skype uh, yes, you can. And there is a way of recording Skype, but I don't remember how to do it. Do you know how to do it? Um, well, luckily, I, I, all I do is call up and record me, so it's, it's it's to other men to deal with such things. Okay. But, uh, you can do conference possible, calls. Then they'll, they'll find a way. They'll you find can do conference calls. Pablo, I wish you the very best of luck. I'm sure you'll be excellent. Jerry! Don't believe the Skype. Hey! Hello? Hey, Jerry. Hey, me. Yeah, I can Bring hear. me laptop so I can't hear you. I can hear you! Can you hear me? I can down the phone, they haven't got hands free on today. So. Okay! Uh, we can hear you perfectly, Jerry! Thank you very much. Do I need to keep on shouting? Yes, please. Okay! What have you Jerry. called. Shut up! What have you called in for, Jerry? To speak to you. Well, you're speaking to me! I'm just trying to remember. I'm uh, going two seconds. Bloody hell! How many brain fade moments again? Uh, I wrote it down. Was it about, um, films? No, people in the media. People in the media, okay. How many of them are fake? How many of them are fake? All of us. Yes, you're genuine, like you. No, well, am I though? Or am I just playing a role? No, there's plenty of them out there. Who do you think is the fakest? Who? Radio people. Couple R- radio people. Go on, let's hear their names. Have I really got a shout? A guy called Dave. Can you hear me, Jerry? Yeah. Oh, you cheating git! You said you couldn't hear me and I had to shout. I can hear you down the phone. I'm going to shove that phone up your jacksie in a minute. No, you couldn't, because that bloke was up there before you. Oh. Dave. Yeah, so- out on the bath this weekend. Do you know what? Going out on the bath. You've been out on the Raz, have you? Bath on the Vaz. Oh, for goodness sake. Come on now. Let's, let's, I, let, I'm going to c- call a, a moratorium on Keith Vaz jokes. Is that the right word? Keith Vaz? Yeah. Um, moratorium, right? So, so, so there's a bloke called Dave on the radio who's quite fake. No, he's a... He's done on the radio years ago. Just found out. I did a bit of experience on the radio. Yeah. Years ago. And they were all... Twat. Gits. Right. So said... Kids. Um, well, it, it, but yes, well, but it's the same as in any job, man. You go and work in an office, there are some people that are fake, and there are some people that are idiots, and there are some people that are great, and some people that are honest and open, and it's, it's, it's the same in all areas of life. Maybe it's magnified more on the radio. Yeah, it's been very humid today, hasn't it? I can one doing. I'm going to talk about it after 11. We had an absolutely sh- w- w- shocking morning this morning, Jerry. We had um, a meeting with the oh, council. With the, the, the bean counters. Yeah, yeah. It went it went badly. Oh, I've got to wish her all the best. Oh, mate. We were both in tears at the end of the meeting. You and your mum? Yeah, we're both in tears. I had to ask the woman to leave. Give her a big hug from me. Yeah, I- I'll talk about it after half eleven. It was horrible. I can't do the because we have to... Oh, I don't know what I'll do. Um, 
It, you, you, you just, uh, it was very, f- anyway, I'll talk about Yeah. Anyway. It's just a number to them, but. It's all maths. It's all maths. It's all to do with money. Money, money, money. And they are going to destroy my mother's already fragmented life because oh, of happy, m- happy, one money. One room, stuck in all the room all day, that's all they're happy with. Stuck oh. in bed even. Yeah. Can keep you in bed all day, that's even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah why, why not? Just, let's just kill the lot of you guys, you know, because it costs us money. Oh, you think he's coming in soon? Well. It's on the way. Yeah. Jerry, listen, it's nice to talk to you, man. Okay, wish you more all the best. I will do, mate, and I appreciate your calls, even when you're not well. Thank you. Okay, bye. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Um, I'll tell you about that in a bit. Flipping it. It was, it was the most, mm, uh, I've been in some pretty miserable meetings. Uh, this was probably the most miserable meeting and the, it started off all light and frothy and, um, uh, and, and fun as, um, we re- I'll tell you what, I'll tell you after this. Oh, uh, Tony, Kieran, don't go anywhere. Come to you in a bit. Oh, eight, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So here's the deal, right? And uh, Kieran and Tony, I will come to you in a minute, I promise. 08444991000. So uh, my mum's been in a care home for eight years and she is, let me work out how old she is. What year is it? What year is it? Are we in 2016? Um, so she's 65. Yes. And she's in a care home. She's been in a care home for eight years because she's got really bad MS and it's really bad. She can't do anything. She's doubly incontinent and she's, she's completely dependent. She can't stand or walk or feed herself. She's completely dependent on uh, people to wash and clean and, and dress and stuff like that. And, um, because she had, um, 100,000 pounds in her savings. Imagine that. Um, not because she was rich, just because she never spent a penny. And, um, because she had paid off her mortgage, uh, she has to pay for her care and the house sold for 250,000 pounds so she had 350,000 pounds in her bank account right at uh, my children's uh, inheritance right and um she had to pay for all her care and uh, at the moment it is just under 1500 pounds get this guys a week 1500 pounds a week imagine imagine that and um she has burnt through the majority of that £350,000 in eight years. So you do the maths, right? Um, and the government have a rule, a law, that when you your savings drop to £23,500, that's the threshold, um, the council will take over funding your care. And we had always been told, don't worry, because uh, it's quite a nice care home that she's in, right? Not the, not the best in the world, but it's, you know... It's not crap, right? It's a nice one. But they still have council-funded people there. And we were told, don't worry, when the money runs out, um, the council will take over. Council will always take over. Council will take over. Don't worry, when the money runs out, the council will take over. It'll be fine. Well, the money has run out, and we are at the £23,500 threshold. And um, I was summoned last week by Bucks County Council to um, attend a meeting with my mum and a carer from the care home today to talk about, to assess mum's 
care package that she needs. And it was all jolly as we sat there and we listed all the things that mum cannot do and all of the things that the carers have to do and all of, um, you know, how miserable her life is and, and, and how um, she's been there for eight years and how that place literally saved her life, life twice when they, A, spotted she had breast cancer and B, she felt a little bit sick a few months ago. Some regular listeners will know. And she nearly died. And um, it was all kind of quite charming and, and, and you know, quite delightful and, and all of that. And um, then the uh, social worker said, right, well, let's talk about um, the financing, shall we? And I said, OK, we can uh, when we let the, 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 the person who works in the care home go. She said, right, um, your mum's paying £1,500 a week. That's quite a lot. Um, we as the council will not pay that much money. OK. I said, how much will you pay? And she went, ah, well, now, that depends on the day. Useful answer. I said, okay, well, how does that work? She says, well, we block, and it's, I don't quite understand this, right? She said, we block book beds. And it depends on what those beds are going for on that day as to how much we will give you. For example... It could be £600. It might be as high as £1,000, but it won't be more than that. It'd probably be about six, £700. So that is how much we would give you. And I said, right, well, if, let's, let's, let's assume it's £600. That's a £900 a week shortfall. What do we do there? She says, right, could you pay that money? I said, no, I couldn't. I've got kids, I've got mortgage, and I can't afford £900 a week. And I said, right, can't we work something out, right? With her pension and with her state benefits, she gets about £1,100 a month. Couldn't we put that towards it somehow? She went, oh, no, 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 no. And here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's illegal for the the person requiring the care to pay for the care once they've crossed crossed the threshold so she can't now i know why they've done that i worked that out later on so she can't then contribute to her own care that she's paying for the reason for that i believe would be because then her savings will go down even quicker till then she has no money and then the council has to pay everything so the woman said well could, could you pay the the uh, surplus i went yeah no I, I can't so i can't pay it um she can't pay it so what would we do she said well we would we would move her to a cheaper care home silence reigned we would move her to a cheaper care home where uh it would be 600 quid a week instead of 1500 quid a week right now i can understand that savings have to be made of course i can understand that right but i know for a fact and they tried to dispel this earlier on, but I know for a fact that um, people in this care home get, if they're being funded by the council, they get it for cheaper. If they've started, if they've always been funded by the council, they get it for cheaper. I know this for a fact. They tried to tell me that that wasn't the case, but I know it. Um, But the odds are she's going to get moved out of her home that she has lived in for eight years. Now, it's not perfect. I mentioned before that she had a few quid nicked from her um, and stuff, but She's been there for eight years, man. She has made friendships. That place has literally saved her life on two occasions, right? And they've done all kinds of things. And for this woman 
I did get angry, but I was very calm angry. I was quiet angry. I don't get quiet angry very often, but I was quiet angry. I had my hands holding the side of the chair. I said, right. Um, and I, I did a thing. Oh, oh, I did the thing that I didn't really want to do because I told a lie in the meeting. And I did the line because I was so angry and it came out wrong. But I said, and you'll understand why I said this. I said, well, I should let you know, I do work for the BBC. And if my mum gets moved, I will be making um, a song and dance about it on air. Why did I say the BBC? Because it's got weight and it's got gravitas. A quick Google will prove that I don't work for the BBC. That was a stupid thing to say. But I felt that I kind of had to... um, I had to kind of hit back in some way. Do you know what I mean? And I said that and it was a nonsense. It was a nonsense. But um, I felt I had to kind of... Uh, uh, show somehow that we would not be, you know, we would be kicking and screaming when when she gets moved, if she gets moved. Now, this is, you know, there is a chance this may not happen. But, and um, and it's not this woman's fault, but she was, when I said that, she kind of laughed. She went, well, I'm sure my managers will, uh, will, 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 will deal with that when the time comes. And I, and I said, how do you, how, how do you, um feel about treating human beings like this like numbers man like like commodity that you're just to save you a few pounds you're gonna move someone who is really ill and has had a really crappy uh, deck of cards dealt her right you're gonna move her somewhere and make them all miserable you know that's gonna kill her right well mr mr lee um just letting you know that's the way it is and and was cold was cold now of course she's cold because that's her job and that's what they what they have to do and i don't envy the woman her job um and uh you know and i'm not i'm not anti-social worker by any stretch of the imagination i think they do a lot of good work and when it comes down to finances and stuff like that but flipping heck man so you see where i am and um as the meeting was drawing to a close i was just silent i just couldn't say anything because what i would have said was oh f off and i know that that's not going to get us anywhere and then my mum started crying and i started welling up and um I said, I think, I think this meeting's over, isn't it? You should, you should probably leave. And um, we shook hands. <laughs> and me and my mum, just get this right, me and my mum just sat in this room for 15, 20 minutes just crying. Just crying. And I apologised to my mum. I said, mum, I'm doing the best I can here and I don't think I can fix this. I don't think... I can fix this one. And I've been able to fix everything. I've been able to fix everything before. And I just said, I'm so sorry. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can sort this one out. And um, and then I fired off some angry emails because it felt like I was doing something by firing off some angry emails. And I fired off angry emails to the care home saying, I really hope you're going to back us up on this. And I've done stuff for you for free. And... You know, I've opened events for you and I know that some of your residents pay less because of the, uh, I really hope you're going to support us on this. And uh, they replied, well, no, no, no. All our residents pay the same. And I replied, well, I know that's not true because one of you is Tom. Anyway, anyway, and the head of the care home came out and said, um, well, we, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to do our best to make sure your mum stays here. And I just thought, yeah, you'll do a bit, but. If the council say they're only going to pay 600 quid a week, you're not going to drop your fees by 900 quid a week 
we're out guys we're out imagine that and it's nuts right she's being punished because she was prudent with her money because she paid off a mortgage because she kept all the maintenance my dad gave when they split up because she saved all of her money and didn't spend anything didn't have a flash car we didn't go on holiday because she's been prudent she's being punished and there are people in this nice care home who were not prudent it's not criticism of them at all who you know didn't have any savings who didn't own own their own home um and then they're gonna get better quality of care everyone of course should get a better quality of care i'm not you know saying kick one of the poor gits out and put my mind i'm not saying that i'm saying jesus man it's flipping unfair isn't it isn't it so i don't know what i'm gonna do man i really don't know what i'm gonna do and this is just day one of it this is gonna go on for months and this is just day one jesus christ what the hell am i supposed to do about this anyway 0844 499 1000 is the phone number kieran and tony you'll be after this late night conversation wealth losing sleep ian lee on air and off the leash on talk radio we have ways of making you talk hey up kieran what you got for us boss hip 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 hip, hip kieran now do i need to what what kind of mood are you in do i need to shout at you or do i need to whisper to you which, which is going to be more effective or do i need to do nothing shall we just see like how it goes first of all all right fair play fair play okay yeah. all right okay. nice one uh, i'm not going to bring down the tone and the kind of any more but then i but or then, I, but then I know it's not worth a bean or a jot or a sausage. But, I, but then I just wanted to say that I'm sorry, Dan. Dan, kind of you and your family had to go through that today. I just kind of felt as if I had to say that to you. Thank uh, you, and Dan. I hope it gets better soon. Thank you. Anyway, uh, so in the kind of in the past, in the kind of under you, and they kind of talked about radio not having a personality, and then they kind of therefore it's kind of on its ass a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, in the kind of world, in the kind of world, then I have been seeing something recently, uh, like an industry yeah. that has actually, and uh, they've injected personality back into it, and it's had a resurgence and it's had a popularity to it, and then it kind of touches on the kind of stuff that you've done in in the past, yeah. and that's in the kind of gaming journalism. Oh, sorry, hang on a minute, because uh, I, I got distracted ever slightly by Periscope. Um, what, you're saying gaming journalism has kind of had a resurgence in terms of yeah. personality being injected. Are you, have you seen that new show that Dara O'Brien's doing? Mm, no, no, like only because I don't really watch telly. No. Then I saw the advert for it, like, I think I saw a YouTube advert for it, and it was like, ah, and the, the, that looks like a, a kind of game show about computer games. Yeah, yeah. And the kind of for people that who don't really play computer games, like that, I just got turned off it a little bit. Who knows? It might be awesome, but yeah, I, d- I, I just saw a poster on the side of a, of a bus stop. Mm. That's the only way I know about it. Um, yeah. So where where are you reading this this um, journalism, this gaming journalism? Then that's got a bit of spunk to it. 
the kind of well, then I don't really read it like it's in the other form of the kind of podcast. Okay. The kind of YouTube videos. Yeah. And then I remember that the kind of you did a gaming podcast. It was for MSN, yeah, years ago. Me and Nick and uh, a young lady called Verity. That was it, yeah. Yes, yes. And also, there was a woman called Jane Douglas as well. Jane was on right at the start. She's gone off to be like a presenter of gaming shows and stuff, hasn't she? Yeah, she's good, yeah. Yeah. And then I was watching a YouTube video of a guy called... And kind of Jim Sterling, yeah. and uh, and uh, and then he's uh, he's a thing. He's a, that he was a, a black leather, oh. and the and the kind of coat, and he was in the kind of leather gloves, and Ooh. then he stands behind a podium, and then he looks as if he's like a fascist dictator or something like that. Gosh, yeah, yeah. But it is entertaining. Like he might be talking about games, kind of, but he's funny with it, and he's almost like a pantomime villain. Mm. Uh, do you want me to dress up like? Do you, is that you? Want, you want me to dress like that? I want you to wear leather gloves, Ian. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but I just wondered that if you like, like, if you've ever got to make a kiss uh, again uh, uh, about needing uh, uh, kind of personalities in a kind of radio. Uh, the kind of, that it might be worth just looking down to the gaming journalism side and see. Okay, but how many hits does this? How many hits does this guy get? Millions. Does he really? Millions. Does it work? Yeah, uh, and the kind of, that he's a freelance uh, and the kind of journalist, uh, uh, and then he does a a, a, a kind of patron thing. Dan, have you heard of that? Oh a, yeah, I've uh, got, I've got a, 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 a brilliant writer, young writer called Andrew Hickey, who writes about pop mm. music and writes about all kinds of stuff, and he yeah. does Patreon, and it's basically. People, it's, it's, it's kind of like an electronic passing of the hat, isn't it? You, you, you he, they r- write stuff and publish stuff on their blogs, and if yeah. you like it, you put a few quid in. Yeah, and, and I believe it is a proven uh, kind of thing because he is making a living from it. But his entire website have got staff of about ten people, and they're all on a subscription basis. But then Atlanta, they give stuff away for free as well. And but that's but the thing is right. That, that'd be great. But he's not going to be making. I mean. I, I would be very surprised if he was making significant money out of it, you know. It, it, and and the thing mm. with, with commercial interest, right, this is what I think will happen with talk radio, right, is yeah. that it will all go very, very nicely for a bit and we'll all, we'll all be very pleased and we'll all be doing stuff that's yeah. groundbreaking and different and we'll be patting ourselves on the back. And then come mm. two years' time, when our contracts expire, they will replace us with wallpaper. Now, I, I've got no... You know, that th- no one has mm. told me that, but past mm, experience watching yeah. the original talk uh, radio and other new projects start, that tends to be what happens, is that, the, the, mm. you know, they, they bring in colour and excitement and noise, and mm. then that gets replaced with beige. Because beige is where, you know, the middle is where the, the, the biggest numbers Ah, New Labour, very, very beige party, you know, uh, yeah. uh, LBC, very, very beige station, with a few exceptions, and it gets massive um, listening figures. Radio 2, you know, the, the, the definition of beige in radio, yeah. um, and it gets huge listening figures. Um, that's the and way things go. I guess it's like any, like, art form, only because, of, well, like, well, like I say, in the kind of art form, like any type of the kind of media, that you can go mainstream and and then they're going to get the big audiences, and then they're going to play it safe, or going independent and maybe risk it, and you know, 
and then a kind of find a call a kind of audience who are kind of might be willing to, to, to actually give you a, a couple of quid a week and well, then it I, when, when I did and I know you know things happen so quickly but when I left um absolute um five years ago before I got the job at 3CR I did mm. the pocket radio show, which was a, was was, yeah. was kind of an experiment. Awesome. It was it was great. It was tw- I did it for twelve mm. weeks, and I was I I, yeah. I did it to see if I could a because I wanted to get something out there and be creative. Yeah. B I wanted to see if I you know had the technical know how to edit a proper show mm. together, you know, and go out and record interviews and mix it and all of that. And C mm. I wanted to see if I could make money off it to see if it was possible to make money off it. And um, A and B I could do. And see, I sold advertising, and, and and I had a donate now button on the side of it. Mm. And I think for those twelve episodes, for three months' work, because um, I would record it each week, I got um, in total about eleven hundred quid. Now, yeah, um, you know that. Hey, that's brilliant for a podcast. Live off it the way. Brilliant. Yeah, that, that, that 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 you know that didn't cover the mortgage for two months. You know, yeah, so. Of course, of course. It, it, that, and, and it's it's that. I mean, that was six years ago. Things have changed significantly. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the point I I'm mean, trying like, to make is. But I'm making well, one, and I made it bloody okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the, and I know, Bondi, you're coming up to where the new scene in the in the kind of I won't keep you any longer. But like in the kind of podcast era, a lot different now. Like only only because of every single one that I listen to, Bondi, you've got audible advertising on them. Yeah, like you've got. Uh, they're going to square space and these people i don't think i've been making a living we had uh we i had audible advertising the mine and they they only paid if um someone Ah, went on bought subscribed using your code yeah Yeah, and you got like you got like 20p or something i think i can't remember kieran i'm gonna move on because i want to get but i appreciate that thank you i want to get to tony's been waiting for absolutely weeks good evening tony hi how are you i'm all right tony sorry how are you doing hip 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 Hey, it's actually, it's forty minutes and thirteen seconds. Well, and and boy, haven't you enjoyed those forty minutes? Hey, well, do you know what? It's what? quite ironic because I've got ADHD. Oh, I was phoning to ask you about ADHD, and so many times I was going to put the phone down, thinking I can't do this anymore. Oh, so in I many know. ways, in many ways, you waiting for forty odd minutes and thirteen seconds—that was um, like a gift to you. I was I was giving you a gift. In what way? Well, in that I was challenging your ADHD. And well, the funny thing is, while I was sitting... Oh, by the way, ADHD, you interrupt a lot. So I interrupted you. I'm never so sorry. But last week... Doesn't matter. In ...and asked you a question. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? And then... You were going to play it back to yourself on the podcast, maybe. He um, was going to... No, he's got to... Fi- there was a young um, gentleman who observes the Sabbath, and he has to phone it back to me during Straight to Air, but we only do Straight to Air on midnight, on a Friday night, Saturday morning. So because of his um, devout religous oh, beliefs... Right. He that's is, right. He's unable to, to play it back. all things he couldn't do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he can't watch films. Yeah, he can't watch films. Which is, um, man alive, where does it say that in the Bible or the Torah? Thou sh- my favourite, my favourite, I think I can get away with this, one of my favourite lines from Vic and Bob on the first series of, like, the early series they did on Channel 4, is they were talking uh, about the... By ta- the way, you, you do have ADHD. No, I don't. Yes, you do. They were talking you about... You just went to Vic and Bob. Why is it? Well, from- it's not ADHD, it's called presenting a radio show, you prune. Oh, okay, 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 go on. They were talking about the Ten Commandments, and they were trying to list them, and they got to, like, number four, and, and Bob went, that Thou shalt not fanny about on a yacht. 
which I thought was a brilliant commandment. Anyway, I haven't got ADHD. So you haven't? Well, I don't think so. I've certainly not had it <laughs> diagnosed. Oh, hang on. You, no, I can't answer that until the question is played. Oh, okay. No, I can't. I, I don't. I've, I've not had it diagnosed. And I've, trust me, I've been to doctors and psychiatrists a lot. So I've yeah, not. Had- they don't know a lot about it. Oh. I wasn't diagnosed. Oh. And I. I won't Are you smoking you. a fag? Hey. You got a fag on? No, but I was about to light one, so yeah, you might I, like it. I can. I can hear. I can hear the intake of breath. No, but I haven't done it yet. Is it? In, is it? Um, is it in your fingers? Are, is it, are you waving it's it around? In my fingers. Yeah, it's in my... I could hear it. Okay, but what? I've got loads of other things I wanted to ask you as well. You asked I me. Come from Slough. Oh dear, whereabouts? And you mentioned Queensmere the other day. Yeah, I grew up and in then some. you mentioned the Oracle, and I was like, the Oracle, the Oracle. There's no Oracle in Slough. Well, what's the other shopping centre called? The Observatory. Oh, that yeah. Or. Oh. Right. The Oracle's in Reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Observatory. I got it. I got it wrong. Whereabouts in Slough did you grow up? Well, um, I grew up in Brand Hill. Never heard of it. That's not in Slough. Which, do you know the Curly Whirly Bridge? The what? The Curly Whirly Bridge in Langley. No, well, Langley's Court. Langley's not Slough, mate. That's that's a different. No, no, no. But I I grew up in Langley, and then you hang out. You, in Slough, you said you? Slough. You said so, you said Slough, mate. You've got ADHD. You want to focus a bit more, mate. My my dress was Langley Slough Berkshire. Langley Slough Berkshire. What a, what a, a glamorous... My mum used to work at Langley Grammar School. Oh, I went to Langley Grammar School. She was the secretary there. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Agro. For what? To a- Mr. A.G. Robinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Red Robbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was... And then he was known as He was what? He was known as Agro. Oh, I, I was unaware of the Agro, but yeah, no, I, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Robinson, yeah, she was his secretary, yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't that funny? Oh, that's nice. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you... Yes. Because you talked about the film ring. Yeah. And I will look at that, um, documentary. Okay. But you've talked about your depression. Yeah. Have you seen The Babadook? Yeah, I thought it was rubbish. Did you really? Yeah, I thought it was rubbish. My mate Scott um, tweeted, sent me a message when he was watching it. So I'm watching this film. It's so scary. It was like, oh, it's scary, scary. And then I watched it, and it was, I thought it was rubbish. Yeah, but it's not meant to be scary. It's it's about a depiction of depression. No, it's meant to be scary. It's a horror film. No, it's a, it's a depiction of depression. You're telling me the Babadook is not meant to be scary? Well, it might be scary. Thank you! But... The Babadook is a representation of depression. Well, that may be, but it's it's a, it's meant to be a scary film, and it, well, I was no, not I'm scared. Saying it didn't talk to you, Ian. It did. It didn't talk to me. No, I, I, honestly, I found it really disappointing. I found it quite boring. Oh. Actually, if you watched it again, no, I'm not going to watch a <laughs> no, film okay, okay. that I found boring a second time. Oh, fair enough. Then. Fair enough. Okay, so a film for your film ring. Yep. Twelve Monkeys. Um. It's a good film, that. I like. There's a TV series of Twelve Monkeys, isn't there? Oh, is there? That no. Well, I don't oh, know. I don't know if it's any uh, any good or not. I think Twelve Monkeys is is an excellent suggestion, but I don't know if it's if it's quite right. If it's quite fringy enough for film. Okay, what about Four Lions? Uh, no. Next. Really? I'm only being abrupt because we're running out of time. Okay. Well, I can go. All right then. Nice to talk to you, Tony. Okay. It was nice talking to you as well. Call, call again. I won't keep you waiting this long next time, I promise.
Bye bye. Oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the uh, the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, now would be an excellent time to call as we have no um, uh, calls lined up. Huh? Interesting, huh? Across the UK, online and on DAB Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. And as if by magic, two phone callers have popped up: Sarah and then Lee, and then it could be you. Um, I'll give you the number after uh, after 12 o'clock, so it gives you time to um, think of what you're going to say. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Listener Ian Lee, Talk Radio 0844 499 1000.
thousand is the telephone number. Sarah, oh, shush. Sarah's on the line. Hello, Sarah. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I can hear you fine. Excellent. Um, I'm sorry, I'm a bit shy. I've never actually called into a radio show before. What's made um, you call in this evening, Sarah? Um, I just wanted to, um, you were talking about your mum earlier and the problem she's having with oh, yeah. the care home that she's in. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, um, that, um, I don't think it's really very fair to, like, blame the, the care workers for it. They're doing the best they can, and it's, should be the government that gets the blame for all the cuts to the services which is causing those problems. I don't think I did blame the care worker, did I? Um, well, I'm not sure. You were saying you were upset with them and stuff, but... Oh, so, so you, you didn't listen properly? Um, okay then. Well, well you, 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 you phoned up to, to pick me up on something and then you're saying you're not sure about it. Okay, never mind then. Sorry, what <laughs> Well, that was the weediest call I've ever taken. What's the... What's the um, yeah, I, okay, I'm, I, yeah, I'm angry with the government for the gut, uh, the, the cuts they've made, but, um, I was quite res restrained with the, 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 the uh, I mean, by all means, take an opposing view to, um, to what I said, but, but, please L at least have listened to what i said before calling in i don't know maybe i was harsh on the um the woman um i'd be would have been keen to have pursued that a bit more sarah but um that's what what i call in the industry hit and run but it was a little bit of a limp hit and run. A hit and run is normally when someone phones and goes, yeah, I just want to say, I just, no, you shut. I just want to say, I think you're a tosser. No, that's it. Thank you. Goodbye. And they put the phone down. That's a hit and run. All right. That was kind of a, that was like knockdown ginger. That was uh, strange. But listen, by all means, um, if you want to um, um, uh, criticise a 43-year-old man who was in a room crying with his 65-year-old disabled mother because she's probably going to get moved to a crappy care home. If you want to pick a fight with that guy, then I'm I'm here and I'm happy to uh, to do it. But get your facts straight first. Get your facts straight or keep it buttoned. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh, here's the thing I meant to say the other day. Right, so um. Uh, Jason Cundy, who does the the, the, um, the show on Talk Sport now with Andy Goldstein, right? And he's a, he's a nice bloke. I don't know him at all. Uh, I, I speak to Goldstein a bit more, um, but they're both a little bit protective and defensive of of, of their show and their their audience, and that's that, that's kind of understandable. Um, but I don't really know a lot about Cundy. I, I only found out recently he used to be a football player. I don't know. I've no idea who he played for. I, you don't have to fill up and tell me because I'm not really that interested. Um, the, the less I know about him, uh, the more I see. That make any sense? Um, and I've always found him a little bit intimidating in the way that bookish people like me, you didn't give her a chance, Ian. Yes, I, did, well, you mean I didn't give her a chance. She said something and I um, picked her up on the fact that it was wrong. And uh, so I'm arguing with idiots on Periscope. Um, and, uh, then she, she put the phone down. What, what, what more chance did I need to give her? You utter prune. Um, so anyway, so I always find Cundy a little bit intimidating, but he's, he's like, I think he's like a big giant, um, puppy. 
think she's like a big he's like a big giant puppy isn't he bounding along and wagging his tail did he play for chelsea that's a proper team i've heard of them um and the other day he came um uh bounding him and saying you know i've left my car at chelsea can we can you give me a lift i was like yeah yeah sure okay and i was i i, I you know i get uncomfortable um having people in my car and anyway but i gave him a lift he was it was it was a little bit off of um uh my route and it was it was absolutely fine and um we, there's a car park here at talk radio right and he got in my car and this is like an automatic gate and we drove up to the gate the way it works you drive up to the gate you drive past a sensor that triggers the door and you roll back a bit and the door opens and cundy was sat there and he said how did you do that i said what he said how did you open that door have you got have you got a clicker i mean what are you, what are you talking about he said that door how did you open that, that have you got a clicker well, i didn't see you press a button i said no mate there's a sensor by the side of the thing and you, you see that little box there that's the sensor and you drive past that and you've got to stay there for a second and you it doesn't always work sometimes i have to get out and press the, the button but you do he said bloody hell he said i've been working here for 12 years and i never knew that i just would sit here and beat my horn <laughs> what, a, what an absolute plum i said what he said yeah 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 I've, for 12 years i've been here and i never and i would just sit here and i beat my horn until they open it and if they if after a few minutes they didn't open it i would um i'd phone up and get them to open it and then we were talking to him about that there's a green button that you press right there's a green button and he he said well, well that's for the that's for the, the the gate that you walk through isn't it i said no 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 that's that the green button opens the main he didn't have a clue he literally didn't have a clue he, i just the, the the i said the arrogance the stupidity the childlike naivety um of just uh, him sat there for 12 years for 12 flipping years um and beeping the horn <laughs> at 10 minutes past one in the morning that's what i'm talking about that's what we're dealing with 0844 499 uh 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call now is an excellent time to call in because um well there's no one there's no one called in to be honest um although so i was listening to nick abbott the other day he hardly had any calls he didn't get many calls and um he made a perfectly um uh entertaining show so you know i don't need them you can call in I, but people on periscope saying i was harsh to um to sarah no i don't i wasn't harsh boy oh boy you if you think that was harsh you ain't never um listened to the show before um here's here's a little thing i will say right if if, if people phone up and talk what i consider to be guff then they will be challenged on that guff this isn't one of those shows where um everybody gets an easy ride and um ridiculous views 
go on chat. Well, so, great call. Thanks for the call. Let's move on to uh, Steve now. Steve, you, if you want to say something ridiculous that you don't want to be challenged on, that's not going to happen um, at all, I'm afraid. This, this, this show is a little bit more um, engaging uh, than that. Uh, it also means, of course, by doing that, I have to um, allow myself to be engaged and challenged. Um, and I do, and I will. And if people want to phone up and engage and um, challenge me, then that's wicked, man. Then then you can do that. You want to phone up and tell me I'm a knob. You can do that. You know, literally, there is no agenda um, to this show, but also... Be- because of that I, I, I you know if you're talking rubbish i will either um let you hang yourself or i will help put the the, the rope around your neck do you know what i mean that's that's kind of how it works and that doesn't matter if you're 10 years old or if you're 80 years old i you know if you phone up and you're talking guff then you'll be told you're talking um guff 0844 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Coming up, I'll tell you about um, what I got up to in Birmingham on Saturday. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Sork Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, I'm making a little documentary about um, uh, Gary Glitter fans. Gary Glitter fans, right. And it... it, it um, uh it ended up with me going to Birmingham uh on Saturday to oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way is the phone number if you want to give us a call we call you back. Um it ended up with me going to Birmingham on Saturday to um hang out with some Gary Glitter fans. Now here's the thing, I quite like Gary Glitter. And that's sort of the, the, the kind of story through this thing is i quite like gary glitter but you can't listen to his music and um everybody i've met has been absolutely delightful in this 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 world of glitter fans that they 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 kind of um speak in hushed tones and meet in um uh dark rooms and they share their gary glitter memorabilia and um and i've met about half a dozen of these these fans and they're you know, they're all very very um uh very very charming you know and I, I wanted to kind of find out why they still liked him what their views were on stuff blah 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 blah, blah. and i won't go into too much detail about what um they said you'll have to wait till the documentary comes out guys okay um you'll have to wait until that comes out um but uh it, it, i think it's quite interesting and some of them are quite surprising and some of them are not, are not quite so surprising and we had um well there was a very tense argument in a pub in birmingham um about uh, <laughs> about what actually constitutes rape or not i don't think he was done for rape yeah he had sex with a 12 year old girl yeah but he wasn't done for rape that was one of the conversations i had it was tense man it was tense um but, but that's that that that, that, that you, you'll get to hear that and and, and the story of that in, in the documentary in good time which we will either uh, it will either be on a well we might end up playing it here at some point i don't know we'll see but 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 um uh, uh, the kind of um the finale of the um uh, the evening for me was going to see uh, and it gets confusing a member of 
um, the Glitter Band, right, there were supposed to be two members of the Glitter Band, but one of them was sick. And this guy, um, I can't remember his name, Johnny Russell, I think Johnny Russell, this guy can't use the name the Glitter Band because there is another Glitter Band that have got the legal rights, are you with me? have got the legal right to use the name The Glitter Band. So we can be billed as Johnny Russell, formerly of The Glitter Band, but he can't be billed as The Glitter Band. Does that make sense? Does that kind of um, make sense? I think it does a little bit. Um, and I went and saw this gig... And it was it was a long old night. It was a long old night. Uh, I thought they were going to be on at eight o'clock, and I don't think they came on till about half ten, twenty past ten, something like that. And you know, I don't do socialising anyway. Um, so to, to do socialising with a group of people that I don't really know, and then to argue with them about what actually constitutes rape or not. It was a weird old evening, guys. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. It was a weird old evening. And the first band that were on um was uh they were this punk band, right? But they were all my age and older and doing um like um uh well like really safe covers of punk songs. You know, it was it was it was not it was not my cup of tea. And then the glitter, the glitter band came on. Now I may have got this wrong, right? Because I was, it was, you know, you know, I'm disabled, and if someone is talking to me when there's hubbub on, I can't follow it. I can't follow with what's going on. But um, I'm sure that one of the people I was with was telling me. Now, do you remember ages ago that this is so confusing? The bass player from Slade. Two got sacked from Slade Two because it was revealed he'd been writing letters to um, Rose West and had proposed to her. Do you remember that? That happened about five or six years ago. Anyway, I th- I think he was the bass player in the this version of the Glitter Band that I saw at the weekend. I think. And fair play to the fella. He was rocking that bass. He was playing, considering he was playing in a a version of the Glitter Band that only had one original member in, to 80 people in um, a tiny little venue in uh, Birmingham. He was rocking that bass. He had the attitude. His bass was a little bit too high for my liking. But he had the attitude, and you could see if it was him, you could see why Rose West, you know, would be interesting. He had style and he had panache. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Um, but what was interesting, what was really interesting, right? I only stayed for about half an hour of the Glitter Band because I was knackered and it was a two hour drive, um, uh, home. Um, what was interesting, they did a mixture of um, glitter band hits, and I'm not too familiar with glitter band hits. I don't really know their songs. And they did a mixture uh, 
of Gary Glitter songs. Right. And it was really, really weird hearing Gary Glitter songs, and I heard two. I heard, um, rock and roll. Hey! Rock and roll, rock and roll. Hey! Rock and roll. I heard that, and, um, a song I had forgotten about, right, called I Didn't Know I Loved You Till I Saw You Rock and Roll. And it was the weirdest thing. It's a Gary Glitter song, and it's, it's, you know, it, it was a big hit. And they played it, and the place erupted. They would have, I guess the final song would have been Leader of the Gang. Um, and I wish I'd seen it. But the place erupted. Didn't I saw you at the corner of the dance last night? I was almost leaving when you came inside. Didn't know I loved you till I saw you rock and roll. Didn't know I loved you till I saw you rock and roll. Oh, oh. And I got excited because I liked the song. It's a good song. It's a stupid song. Gary Glitter songs are stupid, but, but, you know, stupid can be good, can't it? We're speaking to Ron, Ron Dante tomorrow who sang Sugar Sugar. Stupid song, but it's a good stupid song. And I found myself, Mark, I'll come to you in a second. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. I found myself singing along and even singing the harmony that I used to sing when I was 15 years old to this Gary Glitter song. And the, the, the fella, Ro- Russell from the, uh, the Glitter Band was, was performing it like Glitter and he sounded quite like him actually. And it really, I mean, this is kind of getting to the heart of what the documentary is, is is kind of my relationship with Gary Glitter and his music. And can I listen to his music um, despite the hideous um, crimes that he uh, he has committed? And um, the short answer is yes. Short answer is yes. Long answer is a little bit more complicated than that. Um, But it was, it was, it felt almost um naughty you know um what, what's the phrase um, when you like crap music hidden hidden pleasures is that what it, hidden pleasures secret pleasures dark des- dark desires you need to learn to mouth better guilty pleasures um and this felt like the ultimate guilty pleasure of um a, a room full of people 80 people stood there singing along to a Gary Glitter song. Now, my, uh, uh, um, you know, some of the people I met, you know, the, the word fan is short for fanatic, and some of these were fanatics. One person, one young man, I think I can say this, one young man who's 26 and a Glitter fan, literally rubbed his hands with glee at one point and went, only five years until the release party. There was a lot of there was a lot of tongue biting going on that evening because I was with these people and I, I needed to stay there to see this thing to to, to 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 you know to finish this documentary so I didn't want to um, I stood my ground in several bits but there was a lot of tongue biting because I didn't want to I didn't want to annoy them and get kicked out you know and, I, and it was I w- was literally in the middle of of uh, nowhere so um, I, I I didn't want to get um, you know. Murdered? No, they wouldn't have murdered me. They, they, they could have, you know, there was, there was booze flowing and it could have got slightly unpleasant. Um, it'll make a really interesting documentary. 
And loads of people said, you can't do that. What are you putting that out for? You can't put that. I think you can. I think we can. And I think it'll work. Kath's going to edit it and produce it. And it'll be, it'll be a corker. Um, but it will be uh, a little bit shocking. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about that or anything else you fancy. Mark, come to you after this. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844-499-1000. Mark's on the line. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Ian. Hello, Mark. What you got for us? Uh, well, I'm having trouble sleeping, so I just thought I'd bring you another half-sensible chat with you this evening. Why That's are you having okay. trouble sleeping? Is it is it still... Because I'm in a very cool, air-conditioned um, uh, room. Is it still humid out there? No, I got um, I had a bit of an accident quite a, while, uh, quite a while ago, so I have problems sleeping at night. So. What accident do you have, if you don't mind me asking, that, that causes you <laughs> problems sleeping? Uh, well, I sort of managed to run myself over with a tarmac machine when I was at work. <laughs> Flipping it! You're like that bloke out of E17! Yeah, Are I'm you eating a jacket I... potato? <laughs> uh, no, I was just, uh, I'm a bit accident-prone like Oh, mate! Too. What, what um, happened? How did you do that? Just not looking what I was doing, to be honest. And how, why does that, why does that stop you sleeping, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, well, because my legs are all busted up, so oh. I'm a bit of an insomniac. Oh, mate. Mate, I, I think you those stupid pencils in the post the other day. It's me again. You sent you oh, oh, the oh, oh, the fellow that that claims to be blind but then yeah. can see. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to clarify that letter because I wrote it, I wrote, I wrote it hurriedly. Yeah, and uh, basically, I went into Staples and I wanted to send you a big red easy button that said that was easy when you press it. Oh yeah. Oh well, Big Daddy's that. easy. Yeah, it just says that was easy. I was going to like send you it. <laughs> Random crap in the post, do you know what I mean? Just because my family are a bit like that. Yeah. F in sold out, so I just got one of them moustache. Uh, can't speak. Pencil moustaches and just lobbed it in the post and wrote you a quick letter. But, you know, I just want to put good luck with the show, my friend. I actually mean good luck with the show. Yeah. Because I'm a bit of a saddo who listens to the radio. and Well, listen, I listen you, you say, I'm a saddo that listens to the radio, and I, I'm, I'm a lucky saddo that now gets to be in the radio and talk to saddos like you. So, you know, you're, oh, you're yeah. part of our late-night losers. Uh, ah, well, I've been listening, I've listened to talk sport for years. I used to listen to Whale and Noel Galloway and that, like, like Howard Hughes. And, oh, yeah. Well, I've listened to it for a long time, so, you know, I think you're doing a good job, and I think you you know, really good on this. I'm just ringing up to kiss you off, basically. Hey, listen, I, my ass hasn't been kissed for a few minutes. I need, I need it, baby. Um, let me loosen my belt with great <laughs> pleasure. Hey, no, listen, man. Um, uh, 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 thank you very much. I appreciate that. It has to be said, you have got the neatest handwriting I've ever yeah. seen. Well, I'll tell you another story as well. I was just drifting off, and then spookily, I just woke up just as you're reading it, and I thought, oh my God, when you said. I've crossed the line. I thought, oh God, I think I've done something. Oh, you know, I thought, oh bloody hell. Oh no, it's, you know, you, listen, it was, it's very kind. It's always nice to receive letters, right? It's always, because you don't get letters anymore. It's all, um, uh, it's all tweets and, and emails and texts and things like that. And, uh, so to get a letter is always, um, it's always very kind. It means you're going to get a little bit of uh, a ribbing, but, it, mm. but, uh, but, you know, but that's the nature of it. It's all, it's all done good naturedly and your pencils were very gratefully received. Yeah, and you just, when you said, oh, I've related with heroin, it just started this dream, and I was like, oh, my God. Well, did you? No, because unless Staples have, like, in on a conspiracy to get people who buy comedy moustache pencils on hooked on heroin, you know, 
something. It could be actually from Staples. It it could uh, well I, I'm sure Staples are in no way. Let's just let's just uh, categorically state uh, we here at Talk Radio are in no way suggesting that Staples are in any way involved with the uh, horrific heroin trade. I'm sure that they are completely guilt free when it comes to um, to that particular narcotic. Well, it's more believable than that flat Earth crash, isn't it? Hey, I you know I would love to get a flat earther on who could kind of defend their position. My mate Scott is convinced that none of them actually believe it. Mm. Um, I'm not so generous. I think that most of them don't believe it. They just enjoy the sport of arguing the earth is flat. But that um, actually there are a significant number that do believe it. Yeah, my friend believes it, but he smokes a lot of cannabis and yeah. he's not got a job. Well, Mark, well you, yeah. I, I, yes, I um, know people who smoke a lot of cannabis are convinced that there are secret policemen living in their walls. Um, Heddy has texted in, uh, uh, tweeted, If Mark got run over by a tarmac machine, wouldn't he look like Han Solo at the end of The Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> uh, I've got some grim pictures, but I'm going to wait till I write the autobiography then stick them oh. in. I'll send you a free copy. Yes. Do, well, I just want to see the pictures. I, I don't want to read the book. I just want to see... Um, no, thanks. Yeah, but... And did it have, like, po- boiling hot tarmac on your legs? No, well, it wasn't actually literally a Fred Flintstone role. It was just like a... Oh, suddenly. It's, it's, it's a long story. Yeah, suddenly is not so heroic. Well, it was damn painful anyway, so... Yeah. Mark, you man, <laughs> man up, I believe is the uh, the phrase in this situation. Well, thanks for your call, Mark. I appreciate it, mate. You're very welcome. Keep up the good work. Thank and you. Hope, hope it all goes well for you. Cheers, my dears. I appreciate that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Tony. Hello, Ian. Ian, I must have uh, in the first instance apologise for my appalling um, treatment of you on uh, Saturday morning when we were talking about the or arguing about the difference between mathematics and arithmetic do you remember that um no you don't dart and uh, i was talking about um uh you you were saying that you your, your boys had uh, started darts oh yeah we had a, we had our first darts game this weekend we were playing actual darts we got the dartboard up which i nicked from uh, which i found in the skip here at talk radio awesome. and uh, oh, i got good. a nail and i hammered it into the <laughs> door yeah. of the garage and we hung it on there and we played darts and we were doing the maths and everything that you were doing the arithmetic. <laughs> anyway, not not to worry about that. Not to worry about. That. As I say, I, I must deeply, obviously, apologies there. And uh, and also, Ian, do you remember when um, you were doing that uh, the show at, uh, at Luton, the last show you did at Luton Library? Yes. And I came up to you and asked you why you gave up booze. Yes, I don't. Do you yes. remember what you said? No, I don't remember what I said. Was it was it a private yeah. answer? No, semi-private. Other people could have heard. But you said there wasn't enough booze in the world. Okay. I think that was a little bit flippant. Can you tell us um, a little more? Um, no. Why do you think that? Oh, okay. Why do you think that was a flippant answer? Well, there's plenty of booze in the world. Yeah, not enough. <laughs> it's not. But, but that's not. But that's not flippant. All right. <laughs> no, but it's not. What is it, then? No, but it's not. That's not flippant. Uh, is, is it? Is that the real reason why you gave up booze? Well, uh, it's it's one of the reasons, yeah. Oh, okay, fine, um, good, okay. And uh, and you've you've uh, you're you're okay with that now, Ian? You you drink hardly at all. Well, I don't drink anything. I've given up booze. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I've had a drink. I'm, I'm coming up in, at the end of this month. I'll be twelve years. Wow. 
Imagine. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking whether I should give it up completely. Well, uh, uh, do you want to give it up completely? Not at the moment. I do still enjoy it, but I'm wondering about, you know, the long-term effect. Well, I don't worry about that. Just get pissed and forget about it. <laughs> okay, that sounds good to me. There we go. You see, there's that problem sorted out. Oh, wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. If uh, y- you want to give us a call, it's... Um, May I suggest we put the second hour out of the podcast, I think, uh, th- th- tonight? Because th- this hour's been a little bit, um, yeah, it's been all right, but it's, you know, it's probably the um, the way to go. Podcast? Podcast, you say? Oh, yeah, we're, we're new and noteworthy again on, um, on iTunes, which is weird because we've been around for... Hey, Kath, why don't you come in and join me? Um, we've been around for ages now, and yet we're new... And noteworthy, if you want to download the podcast, plenty of places to uh, to go to. You can uh, the, the one we I use is iTunes. You can go to iTunes and type in uh, Ian Lee, and um, up it pops. Um, oh look, Steve Horsley is sending uh, us in his Star Wars um, teletext. Ga- uh, uh, I like those ones. They're like the prawn heads from the um, yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah, well, that is the prawn from the bar, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wait, uh, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. So if you go to, to, to iTunes, type in Ian Lee, and the podcast comes up and you can subscribe. And um, can you send Denny an email? Let's find out figures for last Yeah, month. I'll do it. And uh, you can get it from your uh, other podcast providers as well. As well. Um I'm waiting for Rashid to be connected. I can see... Oh, we're, um, we're always waiting for Rashid. We're always waiting uh, for Rashid. Here he is. What are you doing? I just to write stuff down so you don't, know I don't remember stuff otherwise. Don't, um... Oh, it's gone to voicemail. Okay. Oh, um, Rashid. Are you writing me secret notes? Is that no, what you're I'm doing? No, I'm writing email Denny. Okay, well... Do you, that's do you, for myself. Okay, well, that's... That's, um, uh, on-air uh, shenanigans. I tell you we'll have a little break while we try and get rushing. Okay. 844 Unmissable late-night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late-night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 844 is the telephone number. Now, um, the big story, apart from Keith, Keith Badge... Careful. <laughs> Keith who? Baz. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think he's done anything wrong. I mean, his kids and his wife are, is an issue that they have to deal with, and you know, and um, but he's not done anything illegal. No. And uh, in the great scheme of things, um, you know, in this instance, he's, I don't think it's any. Um, I don't think it's. Uh, sackable offence give him a damn good spanking he is and and corbyn is also flagging up the the fact that you know a national newspaper has set this up what do you what do you think about that what yeah but they've not it's not a sting well the, they the, paid these lads to go in and no 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 no, uh, no no i thought that, that it was the other way around i thought that the um escorts let's not call them rent boys i didn't no but that's what the papers call them rent boys rent boys rent boys rent boys rent boys not rent girls. Rent Call boys. girls. Rent boys. Rent boys. They're paying the rent. 
by playing with another man's winkle. Red boys. The worst ways to make a living, but um, let's call them um, um, male studs. <laughs> let's call them let's call them studs for hire. Okay. These are the way I heard the story was these studs for hire. <laughs> you heard it that way. Wow. No, these studs for hire recognised him. They saw through the facade of Jim, the enormous washing machine salesman, mm. and they went to the store, the newspaper with the story. Not it wasn't um, the sting. Right. It was um, the studs for hire um, renting themselves out a second time on the back of the first time, um, right? So to speak. Eight weeks. Previously. So I think I think that's back. I think that's out of order on their part, and yet their faces are pixelated out. Mm. Um, it is a bit like um, revenge porn, isn't it? Yep. Oh, yep. I think the whole thing's a bit stinky, and I don't think it's any of our business. And I didn't join in any of the Twitter um, fun. I didn't, because part of me thinks if he is a man, which is who is secretly now. or has been until now, yeah, homosexual. Sorry, he's married. Yeah, bisexual. Well. I don't think... He's been secretly acting out in homosexual urges. Yeah. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. I don't think um, sexuality is, is is left and right. I think it's um, it's all varying hues and well, colours and shapes and shades. I like and... other women, but I don't think I'd do that. Well, yeah, okay, so that's only a little bit. But maybe you've not met the right woman. Exactly, maybe you've not. Maybe you've not. You don't. You don't know. Anyway. Anyway, but Keith, yeah, I do Keith feel a little has. bit like, you know, he's, he's been made a laughingstock, hasn't he? Well, he always was anyway. I mean, he's he's he's, he's a prune of the highest order. I don't, I don't like the fellow at all. I think he's a slimy git. But but this does not change my perception of him. It, it, no. it, if anything, I feel uh, uh, sorry for him. And the papers are trying to go on the ethical, you know, trying to flog the ethical horse of... Um, the ethical what? Horse. Horse. Careful. Yep. Of the fact that he sits on these select committees where they will decide on legislation to do with prostitution and I believe he pushed for the poppers to remain legal. Beautiful. And they'll say, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. But surely he has a better grasp of prostitution and poppers if he is indulging in those a, things. There was an interesting thing I did see on Twitter. Oh, um, yeah. On Twitter? Yes. Oh, yeah. A woman who is um, who's a sex worker, but also a campaigner, said she's had a lot of conversations with, with Keith Vaz and oh. had to convince him that not everyone's doing it because they're being exploited because he believed that it was exploitation all the way. Oh. And what conclusion have you drawn she from said, that? She said, so he didn't mind exploiting those Romanian boys in. Um... She said. She said. Because she doesn't think he did anything wrong, but she didn't understand his argument before. He should just put a sock in it. Or on it. Heebie-beegees. Barry Gibbs visited by ghosts of his brothers. Wow. And don't worry, we're getting to um, five Bee Gees songs where the titles have been changed to make are. them ghostly. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Bee Gees star Barry Gibb claims he's seen the ghost of his brother. The singer, 70, says he and wife Linda 
had disturbing visions of dead bandmate Robin Ooh. and younger brother Andy. Barry said, goes on to explain what ghosts might be go on maybe it's a memory producing itself outside your conscious mind or maybe it's real that's his he's what he's he's, he's he's describing he this is his theory on ghosts maybe it's a memory producing itself outside your conscious mind or maybe it's real two options he added the biggest question of all is there life after death i'd like to know <laughs> barry the last surviving member of the Bee Gees, lost three brothers that's unlucky andy died aged 30 in 1988 after years of drug abuse bandmate morris died following complications from a twisted intestine in 2003 aged 53 Robin died from cancer in 2012 at 62. Barry endured fresh heart. He's had a lot of bad luck, Barry. Yeah. So he shouldn't be laughing. I'm not laughing. Barry endured fresh heartache last month when mum Barbara died aged 95. Wow. Barbara, who was born in Manchester but moved to Florida 20 years ago, managed the Bee Gees' early career with husband Huey, who died in 1992 aged 76. Here are the songs they could sing. Oh, no. Well, I don't... Well, I don't get the last one. The last one I don't get. So they I'm always gonna... go a stretch too far, don't they? Immortality. Yeah. What is their song? There's a song with him and Celine Dion. It's called Immortality. Oh, okay. Well, so they've just, they've just put the title of a song. Well, then they've put another title of a song then. Staying Alive. Yeah. Well, that's just a cruel... That's just rubbing his face in it that his brothers are dead. They could have been staying alive. <laughs> High fives around the newsroom. Here are three that um, are actual jokes. <laughs> I do love these. I'm a sucker for these. <laughs> How creepy is your bruv? Wow. <laughs> wow. How creepy is your bruv? That's horrible. This one doesn't work, but I, it, it doesn't work when you say it out loud. Mm. You should be seancing, seancing, mm. instead of dancing. Well, I don't say dancing. They don't want to Seon Seancing, dancing, dancing. Dancing. You should be dancing. You should be dancing. Yeah. What are you doing on your back? <laughs> is that, is that, is that, is that is what, so what does Barry Gibb say when he walks into Keith Vaz's flat and there's two Romanian fellas there? What are you doing on your back? You should be dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. We've neatly tied in those two stories, which is great news. Come to you in a minute, Rashid. We're having too much fun. <laughs> and the last song that the Bee Gees could have sung, if two of them weren't dead, but because they're dead, that's what makes it so funny. Fright fever. Yeah. 
fever fab. The thing about Barry Gibb, right, he was the most arrogant That's of scary. the... He's the most arrogant he's of the He's the angriest Bee Gees. lion. Yeah, he was. Uh, and um, I wrote a book about the Bee Gees, and he was... I'll be honest, he was a bit of a plum. Um, Did you see it when uh, they walked out on Clive Anderson? He was livid. Yeah, and Morris was the one that wanted to stay, mm. but he heard there was a free bar at the back, so he didn't. <laughs> um... But he can't do the falsetto now. <laughs> and so he sit when he goes to the falsetto I am a woman in love it comes out as <laughs> when, he, when he goes down to deep he can do that but the yeah. the, the falsetto he just can't do it anymore. No, and that's the problem. How old is he? Seventy. Seventy years old. Well. Um Still, respect to the Bee Gees. Respect. Ha- hats off. Hats. Well, he keeps his hat on because um, he's bald as well. <laughs> Rashid. Ian, how are you? How um, the devil are you? Oh, he's Rashid. doing a voice. Rashid's doing an Irish voice. This is a, this well, well, unusual. Well, my dad's from Dublin, you know. My dad's from Dublin. I put on my best Irish accent to speak to Kathleen. I phoned up and said, is that Kathleen? And a, a woman called Emma. She said, no. Who's so Kathleen? You've got two women there now in the studio. Mm, yeah, but who's Kathleen? K- Kathleen, you're Kathleen. No, no although... Sure to God, sure to God, and be gay, just you're Kathleen, ain't you? Sure I'm not. To be <laughs> sure I'm not! Her name's <laughs> Catherine. What I know, too damn, too damn well, just don't. If I'll have you for it. He's, uh, he's got you there. <laughs> okay. To be honest, I had a great-grandmother who called me Kathleen till the day she died, but that was just through being an old, uh, ignorer of fact. <laughs> an, old, an old ignorer. <laughs> well, well, you know, my, my father, he said to me the other day, he said, is that, is that Ian Lee? Is that, is that Mr Lee's young fella? Sure, he's a fine figure of a man, sure he is. <laughs> he's a fine figure of a man. But jeepers creepers, where do you get those peepers? Thank you very much indeed, Rashid. I think it's it's. Uh... <laughs> he should be lying on his back. <laughs> he shouldn't be dancing. No. <laughs> Deary me, Kathleen. Sheddy the eagle. No. Is this the same paper? Skinsky star oh, lives yeah. in garden. This is a sad story. No, it is. I is it, does he actually live in a shed, or was he it's being facetious? In all of the papers. Yeah, but does he actually live in it's a shed? It's in all of the papers. Does he actually live in hey, actually, man, it's in all the papers, man. You see in the papers? The sun wouldn't make it up. No, but the others might. The others would. Oh, devils! Skinsky star. I've met. I've worked with Eddie Eagle Edwards. Have you? Yeah, I, I've seen him in Bedford uh, Cinema. I've worked with him. He used to live in Bedford. Yeah, I've worked with him. Well, I've, I've made a TV um, uh, uh, package for either the Watchdog or the One Show with Eddie Diego Edwards. We had to go um, ice skating together. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Skinsky star lives in garden on egg sarnies after divorce. Mm. Eddie the Eagle is living in a shed after being left broke by his divorce. It's a sad story. The world's most famous ski jumper said he lost 85% of his wealth in the split with Samantha Morton. Not the actress. It includes the £180,000 he got for the hit movie of his life, which was released in March. Um, oh, no, this is story is bullshit. Hang on. So the story is he lives in a garden shed because he can't afford a house. Don't believe it. Well, it's not true. He 
Eddie, 52, said he survives on egg sandwiches while earning extra cash as a plasterer. God, this is awful. But it's not true. Continue, Evu. He revealed, I moved into the shed in my garden while developing my new house. Oh. Well... Well, it sounds like things are on the up, then. Yeah. I've lived off sandwiches ever since, as I don't have a, a kitchen. Eddie, <laughs> real name Michael Edwards. His name isn't really Eddie the Eagle. No. Got divorced from wife of ten years, Samantha, early this year. They have two daughters. He moved into the shed while work was being done on a new home near Stroud in Gloucestershire. Well, that's... I think he's going to be all right, you know. Well, that's not a story. Man man builds new home. We imagined him cowering in the corner of a, of a garden shed eating egg butties, the least fra- fragrant of snacks. But actually, he's only eating butties because he can't get in his kitchen because it's going to be plush. Well, that's... that's I mean, that's that, uh... Well... What's the point... What was the point of... I mean, obviously, well done the son for putting in there because it was it's a great story. Excellent. But all the other papers, what was the point of that? Didn't think it through, did they? Eddie became a star as an unlikely hero as the British ski jumper. He was he was um, what the film Cool Runnings was based on, isn't he? He returned. I'm not seeing it. He returned. Bob Slays. Yeah, they changed it for Hollywood, didn't they? But it's based on him. But it's about Jamaicans. Don't be racist. No, it was. Uh, white people come from Jamaica as well. So uh, well, uh, I know. But they talk with the accent. Yeah. Hello, dear man. Don't you talk with the accent. Well, I'm a white man. You're not from Jamaica. No, but I could have dreads. Hello there, man. Welcome to Jamaica. Doesn't make you a Jamaican. I'm going to make love to you later on at the bar of the hotel. What? That's what they do. A lot of the um, white Jamaicans, um, they make love to women like you. Frustrated. Like me? Flipping don't. Frustrated, middle-aged, past it, past their sell-by dates. Jamaicans. No, this is, the, this is you this I'm is, talking about. Wow, I'm describing you. Be, no, it can't be me. Down on their luck. No. Um, struck questioning their raison d'etre. Well, I am now. They see you as easy prey. Right. I don't know if you've ever um, met Tom Conti, but there's a documentary about him where he pretends to be a Greek man. Oh, yes, I have seen that. And Shirley Valentine. He has an affair with John Alderton's wife. Yeah, she loves it. Well, exactly, and you would love it as well. I wouldn't. You would love either um, Tom Conti as a Greek man... No. ...or a white man doing a Jamaican accent... No. ...to make love at you, love at you to the bar. No. We're going to go to the bar and going to make love. No, we're not. Why are we doing it at the bar anyway? Because I've got many no. ladies to see. What is... um? That's the modus operandi, is it? And now you know that. You're jotting down, book a holiday to Jamaica via Greece. I'm not. I'm drawing pictures of scissors. That's got to okay. be Freudian, hasn't it? Yeah, well, you can swing the other way. Oh, no. You're implying you're going to cut off my um, balls. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Imagine if I made a joke about cutting off your genitals. That wouldn't be funny. That would be outrageous. And rightfully so, there would be a fool, we? You haven't spent the last off. five minutes telling me that someone's going to come and uh, do something. Well, we'd talk about my genitals for some time. Well, no, but 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 if I said, uh, hey, Kath, do you know what I'm going to do after the show? I'm going to cut your, your wang-wang off, right? Well, I've been swinging my wang around like you have. That would be outrageous. That would be massive sexual... It would be be in the front page of all the papers. Mm -hmm. I would get sacked. You make a joke about chopping my balls off. And, oh, isn't it funny? Oh, isn't it funny? Well, I tell you what, girlfriend. um, Men are fighting back. And it's starting from now. We're fighting back. We're not going to be downtrodden by you you lot anymore can you call off the jamaican white jamaican that's harassing me at the bar it wasn't harassing you you, he could he is a bit he's a bit annoying could smell i do i go oh phone's ringing let me get the phone for your phone don't work here on jamaica we're too laid back for the phone it's uh, 1955 your attitude's calling 
Oh, I see you do yeah. a prepared line. He, he no, was, I just thought that one up. Well, well done. You. Well, on, on that bombshell, um, we found out what, where Kath's going for our holiday. I think it's probably <laughs> time to say goodnight. <laughs> talk radio. Listen. Phone. Talk. Talk radio. We'll get you talking. 